you know, I've been think I know it's been a while since we last uh, talked, but I got some uh, big news for you, dude. Like I took one of those like ancestry mm-hmm. DNA tests, you know, the one that they send you and you provide a sample and like they tell you mm. like your kind of lineage. So it turns yes. out, dude, like from my dad's side of the family, okay. it's like we're from Norway, robot. Germany, robot. Italy, robot. Scotland, Ireland, mm. Spain, France, West Africa, Brazil, yeah. Ethiopia, Pakistan, Ooh. Russia, and like very specifically like the Don Valley of Russia, and then also like the Volga River Valley of Mexico, and like mm. Japan, and Madagascar, and Yemen, and Turkey, and Steeps, and the old Ukraine. So it's either all <laughs> that, or I need to stop letting people spit in my mouth. <laughs> The old Ukraine. Mm-hmm. What was that? <laughs> isn't isn't that the uh, the Soviet Union? Like, did your ancestry go back to 1920 through 1989? Like, it also was it probably kind of... the orgy that I had while we were gone. So, uh, okay. Um, you uh, need to clean. You need to mouth rinse first before you spit into. That it thing. didn't say that in the instructions, okay. Adam. It really. I was it following actually the instructions, I, and I'm pretty sure it does say don't use mouthwash. So it's like no wonder we're all getting these these bogus results. Mm-hmm. You know, it told me that I was like half Filipino. I, I thought that was kind of weird. But was I think that it was before or after you and I just made out. That was what I was going to say. I think it was right after um, the 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 one on one encounter we finally had. Mm. Just just a I mean that's the reason why we had to I take a, well. a week off. You know, we just had to like process mm-hmm. our feelings, and it turns out yes. we're in love. Folks, so. welcome to the skinny <laughs> with Mike and Adam. Uh, we're excited to be back. I apologize for the week off. I was feeling a little overwhelmed, and the yes, idea. Tell me of, about that because huh? you texted me about your overwhelmed feelings, and I said I'm going to save it for the podcast because Don asked me, "Did you ask Mike what was overwhelming him?" And I said, "No, I just sent him an emoji of of devil horns," and. And moved on with my life. And she was like, shouldn't you ask your friend why he's feeling so overwhelmed? And I was like, podcast, I'll ask him. So tell me, why are you overwhelmed? This is the only reason we have conversations anymore. It's just to air them and then maybe make them for profit if we if our ad revenue ever comes back. But anyway, no, I wasn't like, like uh, I was just like feeling overwhelmed from work. Like work's been like super crazy because like our systems went down and like I'm like the oh, man. one person who can fix it. So I've had to stay like some overtime and I've been tired and I've been working on some wedding projects and I've just been sleepy. And then the, and then the idea of like, you know, spending time with Zoe and then recording the podcast and then, and then, re- and then producing the podcast and like doing all this while I'm tired and sleepy is like, you know, it was just a little overwhelming. So yeah, n- nothing too serious. Just, just listening, just needed a bit of a rest. Listening to Nickelback while you're overwhelmed is mm-hmm. not helpful. That didn't right? help. I can <laughs> fucking tell you that right now. <laughs> so any any job promotions yet? We'll check in with us. Mm-hmm. Week to week, we'll check in. Okay. My job title has still remained the same, but as soon as it changes, I'll let you know, my friend, Adam. You know the you know that first opening track on Love Iron Song by Frank Turner, and he he's is. talking about all of his friends and how important they are to him. And he mentions that one friend, one friend, where he's like, nobody's really sure about you know johnny's job description but but we're pretty sure he's vital to the whole damn operation that is that is mike right there nobody knows what the <laughs> hell you do that's why i made up your job about counting staples mm-hmm. one, 
I mean, which is but, what but, I do. But, I I need to they right. need to know how many staples are in the building but, at all times. The more the more you explain it, the more we're just like, I don't know what the fuck Mike is doing on a daily basis. But it sounds like if he's not there, the entire like corporation collapses. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm proud of you for thank that. you, thank I think. you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll write a song about. It. I'll write a jangly uh, English folk song about it someday mm-hmm. when i when i win this year's draft you you will right. write a song about how <laughs> awesome i am you can probably incorporate a line or two about that right someday somehow that, gonna no. make it all right no no gonna make it all no. right but not not right now but no, not please, right God, now no i know I enough of I, this already i know you're wondering when you're the <laughs> only one that knows that Someday, somehow. Oh, what a wet turd of a fucking band. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get to Nickelback a little bit later, folks. We have a lot of show to catch up on. We've been listening to some music, both new and old, uh, both of us right now. Adam, you've been listening to an album that I, I have been like hard out on because of a single called IDGAF. And like you see, so you have to tell me what you think of that song, buddy. Uh- I don't know why you're so hard out on this because this is totally your your vein of music. Are you I thought, sure? I thought I knew you as a person, but apparently you don't even I know don't. what I do for work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But that's your life. Okay, but nobody as, does. <laughs> as an artist, as a f- fan of music who likes creamy emo emo ness that mm-hmm. people, that gets leaned into heavily, I'm especially just like, when it's try hard. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm like, judging an album that you. I haven't listened to, so I'm being fair here. Because <laughs> you, because you talk about leaning into certain things as as a positive thing. Okay, but then I'll when, listen to it. When, Fuck, when convinced me. bands <laughs> with attractive lead singers do it, then it all of a sudden it's tryhard. But you know, whatever. No, whatever. IDGAF you, is tryhard, and I love 2003 is tryhard. It might be, but when you listen to it in the context, which okay, I Okay, all right. So you listen, you how about we start there, Adam, standalone. before we get onto the rest well, of the I'm, episode? I'm only I'm only two listens in, and I'm just saying I think Mike would like this album. That's okay. all I can say. It, like I think I enjoy there's definitely some really good songs on here. At least two I know of that are like, wow, these are good songs. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's 14 tracks. I mean, it's not super long, like it is 40-ish minutes. Um and it's it, it it's it's leaning heavily back into that mid to early two thousands emo, and so I, I, if he wants to play a character, fine. If that's all it is, cool. I'm I'm just looking for good music at this point in my life. Okay, but you know, from my I'm looking at the track listing over here. The album starts with IDGAF, and like I hate that song. So it's it you're you're starting me off on like a bad. It's a sour note, bro. Right, I've I've heard it twice. I can't even say if I like it or hate it. I uh, might hate it by the end of the week. You never. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to start might, listening to this then. It, if you're insisting. It might, just, it might just be a two out of fourteen at this point. I really <laughs> the two but songs has, that I hate are the one that's going to love them. Yeah. <laughs> it has it has everything we usually seem to enjoy in music. Okay. So yeah. That's, that's all I can good. say right now. All right. Then, well, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll be checking it out this this week as well. I, you know, I, I thought that, you know, the big February for me at least was going to start on the 11th. So, you know, this yes. coming Friday for, for folks listening. But um, yeah, I guess I'm going to be I guess I'm going to be jumping in this week with I Went to Hell and Back by As It Is. Follow up to one right. of Adam's top 100 albums of all time. Right. Top 50 Thank even. You. My goodness. If you can accept Bad Omens borrowing from Bring Me the Horizon. 
you could probably maybe accept <laughs> this. I'm just saying, like, you didn't seem to have a hard time accepting that one from two years ago, three years ago. I mean, ago. just because Bad Omen sounds like Bring Me the Horizon doesn't mean that they're trying to put on this character and, you know, and just be wait. off-putting. Just wait till you get to track track 12. And okay. We'll see what you have to think. Okay. I trust you, Adam. I trust you. Out of all, uh, it's one know, of those. It's it's one of those tracks where I heard it and I'm like, ooh, Mike's gonna have a opinion about this one. Ooh, really? <laughs> I can't wait now. <laughs> <laughs> Whether he wants to say it's leaning in or trying too hard, I mean, that's it's a fine line. It's oh, a beautiful man. fine line. You're making me nervous, <laughs> my friend. You are making me nervous. But, uh, you know, while, while we're while we're here, before we jump into the main topic of this episode and chat a little bit, like you know, any any anything else uh, new that you've checked out over the past uh, week or so? Um, I listened to that Modern Error album, Victim and... of a Modern Age. Yeah, it came out a couple I... of weeks ago. I did like it. I, yeah. There's way too much too much filler and fluff of you know static you know three minutes of static going on forever but it's not three minutes of static i know but it's close know. <laughs> there, there's those those interlude tracks that kind of border on that but you know that i, I to I me kinda, those were like breaking up like the chapters of the album in my opinion because like the second half of the album really turns into something else right the 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 second half is really really good the first oh, half absolutely. i kind of kind of struggled with here and there but yeah like i knew nothing of this band i don't know you listened to their previous album right yeah i heard i think it was a 2019 album and like i don't remember too much about it like i even checked out a few of the songs um mm -hmm. the ones that like were had like a a, a high view count on spotify so I was like oh are these like the most popular ones so like i you know that i might remember like i didn't remember mm -hmm. much of it so that so this band like left my memory until okay somebody on our discord like mentioned like hey there are new albums coming out you know in a couple weeks yeah. or so i'm gonna check it out so like oh yeah that band so you know i gave it a try and yeah, i really like it so far it um like one of the best albums i've heard this year at least my favorite yeah. album in january at least right i like that was it feels like violence oh baby that's i wrote that down as one of the best songs of the year baby <laughs> oh yeah nice so um yeah other than like it's 50 minutes long and has some of that filler stuff that yeah it's a little long in the tooth but um I, I i still enjoyed it all the way through it didn't feel like it you know overstayed its welcome but mm -hmm. it, you do feel its length unfortunately and uh, you know but i yeah. but i think because like there is a clear divide between like the first half of the album and the second half i feel mm -hmm. like it breaks it up just enough to where if you at least feel like you're listening to something else yeah so that's kind of cool and yeah, shave down those teeth, guys, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been listening to? Um, I listened to the entire discography from Wolf Alice. Cool. So I know that that's uh, a band that you and Tom, I think, jumped into. Just yes, for it was one, one of Tom. Uh, their their latest album was one of Tom's, uh, you know, best albums of the year uh, for twenty twenty one. So I ended up uh just checking it out because i you know i like recommendations uh blue weekend is what we're talking about uh and i so you know i like recommendations from our friends and uh yeah i really like that album and you know i i can see this jumping into my you know with more time with it i can see myself you know putting this in like a top tw in my top 20 list at least well if you liked that album you will probably enjoy their first two albums my so, love uh, is cool from 2015 and visions of yes. a love from 2017 visions of a life Life. I'm sorry. I'm not wearing my glasses. Yes. <laughs> so um yeah, they're they're both kind of longish albums. They're pushing 50 minutes, but um I I don't know, because Blue Weekend did not sit well with me. Oh really? Yeah. Like Did you I, go I love, um in chronological order? Yes. Okay. I made sure when even when I listen to entire discographies, 
the, the day that I listen to them, I listen to them in order. So um, there's some really good, uh, it's mostly just indie, indie alternative rock with, you know, female vocals. She sounds unfortunately like many, many other female vocalists that we've come to know. And yeah, she respect. has a bit of a raspy, like undertone to her voice. So she, you know, there's a bit of like an alternative, like kind of hard rock sensibility to her voice. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's slight, but it's there. So it She's adds a little the... bit of grit to the music, you know, cause it is like you said, it's like indie pop, um, like a little bit of like alternative rock, like, you know, even like, uh, even like with blue weekend, at least there's like some shoegaze elements as well. So there's like mm-hmm. atmosphere and things like that. But uh, tell me about the first two albums. So, yeah, I mean, she definitely has like a Lord kind of thing going on. She has, like, you can tell this is where, where uh, Willow Smith was gaining some influence because there's definitely some of that oh, cool. going on here. Um, Cause I just, and I was just like picking up on all of these random artists. Like that sounds like this person. It sounds like this person. So, you know, that, that takes you out of it for a minute, but you know, the songwriting on these first two albums are good, are, are very good. Um, I, I wouldn't say they've evolved their sound very much in the six years, but um, I like the first two albums a lot better. The first one was like a nine out of 12. 12, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and even the on the first album, there's a track called Swallowtail, which is sung by the guitar player. So it's like, it breaks it up because it's like, oh, hey, there's a dude singing all of a sudden. <laughs> so, and it's a good song too. Oh, cool. So I like that one. And then um, Vision of, what was it? Vision of a Life, right? Um, this one apparently got really, really good reviews and won them a bunch of like UK awards. Oh, cool. So, pretty popular for them in the uk um but this one's this one's my favorite of the three nice um yeah but again it's not it's, it's not anything that they did differently it's just i feel like the the songs are just stronger songwriting overall. is just stronger and just overall mm-hmm. just a tighter album or mm-hmm. yeah so I, I like that and again a lot more of the the lord and the sounds kind of and like in a good way and I'm trying to think who else it was that she kind of reminded me of. Eh, it's it's kind of going right now. Um, but yes, there's some good tracks on here. Like the middle of this album is really is really good, and it, it and it ends pretty well. I give this one like a nine out of twelve as well. Mm, just a stronger nine out of twelve. Stronger nine out of twelve. Cool. Yeah. And then yeah, Blue Weekend. I'm not sure about this album. So this this one you would because you know even just listening to this one on its own from my perspective. Like you could mm-hmm. tell this was a little bit more experimental. So is that what you're like not feeling? You, you think it kind of going in a direction that yeah. is uh, not what, what, not what you're enjoying or what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's a couple of aggressive songs on here, but it seems like a lot of really slow, not as interesting, softer indie girl okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. So not but, going yeah. off, you know, so not basing this off of anything, just jumping straight into this. I thought I like that. I like the kind of ebb and flow of like, mm-hmm. oh, we got like some more introspective songs and then we have some upbeat, like aggressive songs. And, you know, mm-hmm. it just it, the way it kind of like jumps back and forth between that. Like I enjoyed that because it kind of broke up the pacing a little bit better, but I guess there the, the pacing on the other two for you were a lot stronger. Mm-hmm, definitely. I was listening to this one, driving Iris to her doctor's appointment yesterday mm-hmm. and play the great, play the greatest hits was on. And Iris was like, 
it's too loud. Too loud. Turn down. <laughs> I was like, okay. Don't worry. It'll it'll get quieter in a second. <laughs> Just give it like a couple minutes. <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's an interesting song, but I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and and I, I I I don't know. It doesn't bookend very well with the the beach and the beach too. Uh it, it wasn't my thing. Okay. But I like the other two albums and I, I say, rec- I check out those ones. If you, if, if, if you like this band. Well, regardless, it sounds like you're a fan of Wolf Alice now. I am a slight fan. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, so fair. recommendation from both uh, Adam and myself. So, you know, I, I, I'd say probably based on what you're saying, Adam, just like jump in at from their first album at 2015 and you'll probably yeah. get a, you know, better idea of like what their music is like overall because blue weekends just sounds like it's a little bit more experimental right and that's all i gotta say about that very very cool yeah so other than modern error and you know um, wolf alice you know i also just checked out a quick little ep from two of the members of bless the fall uh this new project called high wind uh their ep that that released on uh you know the same day that Modern Errors album came out. It's called Wind Waker, but it's spelled with the V, uh, Wind W V, Ker, uh, and uh, yeah. So it's Jared Garrett, uh, Jared Grass. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to like visualize that. <laughs> it's weird because the W is right next to a V, so it's like Raker. But uh, <laughs> but the, so it's Jared uh, who does the bass and the screaming for um, Bless the Fall, and then uh, Elliot who does who is the most recent guitarist. Of Bless the Fall, so they have a new project with some other musicians, and um, it just sounds like heavy Bless the Fall. It's five tracks. It's quick. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I think it's three tracks. Uh, it's 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 short. Is what I'm trying to say. It's quick. It sounds like all of the aggressive parts of Bless the Fall. Uh, the songwriting's pretty good. The songs are catchy, um, and yeah, that's all I really had to say about that. It's, it's just like a nice little introduction. Um, gets me thinking that like this is the nail in the coffin of Bless mm-hmm. the Fall. It sounds like these were songs that they were working on for maybe a, a new album that could be. Bo, Bo is not going to be a part of. And so. uh, this, this, this is my like little conspiracy theory that's going on with this. So I follow High Wind on Instagram, and uh, mm-hmm. so you know when you're when you're on like the homepage of a of a person or a band or whatever, like you can see all the mutual likes. Like, oh, you, mm-hmm. the person, this person that you follow also likes this or stuff like this. But you know, so mm-hmm. I I also follow. Bo Boken and Bless the Fall. You know who is not following High Wind? Bo mm. Boken and Bless the Fall. I know. Or but you know Bo who else Bo- is following High Wind? All the other members of Bless the Fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that Bo so, Boken solo solo album know. is coming this year. Yeah, I don't know. No. It's 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 making me feel like I don't know. Things are tense between them. I don't know. I don't know, man. And then Bo Boken, like you know, somebody shared this on our in our uh, Discord not, uh, like a couple months ago too. Bo Boken, like. Sh- shared this tweet or whatever it's like you know it was like a picture from him on stage or something with as bless the fall and he's like hey man it's like all oh, the memories like i remember when i used to do this so it <laughs> sounds like bless the fall is just no more you know i remember I when i used to do this four years ago yeah <laughs> long four years well i mean they had a nice long career together and they they've, mm-hmm. they've developed a nice strong fan base and you know they just kind of petered out and you know they went a little experimental with their their you know their, their most recent album which i enjoyed you know I, I, you know why would i want this band to continue doing the same thing over and over again right but you know but yeah you know, I, I i was thinking that like the next album was going to come out soon and it 
course it hasn't. And then some of the members are real estate agents now. And so it's like <laughs> Bo Boken lives in the woods with his hot wife. So it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He could just live off of her royalties. If he I know. Was. Yeah. Lights new album coming out April 1st, man. It's called pep. She might uh, be the more successful of the two now. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's still making music at least under like different projects. Cause she's, she's not with Warner brothers anymore. No, she's with right? fueled with ramen now. Oh, that's right. So at least, you know, that's a, that's a recognizable label. Mm-hmm. Adam, what other album is coming out on April 1st? Ooh, I was hoping this wasn't a, a April fool's joke, but uh, we got us some John Frusciante featuring the other members of. <laughs> yeah. We... It was nice of the other members of red hot chili peppers to join John Frusciante on his next <laughs> solo project. It's called unlimited right. love. Unlimited love. And they released a song and a video that I'm tr- I'm trying desperately to avoid. Okay. <laughs> I don't even I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I, I I listened to the teasers that they did, like the little 20-second teasers that came up, and I was just like, I I I, I don't want to hear any more. Did you enjoy those teasers at least? Um yes. I can't remember <laughs> you had to think about it. <laughs> sounded they sounded fine. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So April April first already is a freaking crazy release day. We've got lights with Pep. and yeah. Did you see the seventeen tracks as well? Seventeen tracks, you maniac! That was a great pickup by you, dude. But of course, maybe like, we'll get the deluxe edition before the end of the year. No, you never know. no, 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 no. <laughs> the unlimited love sessions. It's another fucking seventeen tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll bring that to the council. To oh. see how no, it counts. Like if it's the new stuff, then you get fucking twenty four points because you know okay. they released two fucking albums in here. That's why I'm banking on Bring Me the Horizon. I'm hoping that like two parts mm. comes out this year. Right, right. So but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm frightened, but I'll talk about that more a little later in the yeah. So, I mean, April 1st already, like I was saying, there's like a huge release day. We got Lights with Pep. We've got Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Unlimited Love. The new album by Pup, the unraveling of Pup the Band, is coming out that day. North Lane with Obsidian, the follow-up to their 2019 album. So, oh my gosh, that's already like four big releases. So, I'm sorry, Pup has a new album? I did Pup, not hear yes. That. The unraveling of Pup the Band on April 1st. Interesting. Pathetic use of potential, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, you know, looking forward to that. That's been that uh, that band's been a bit, you know, contentious between both you and I. I seem to enjoy them a little bit more than you, but uh, so I'm hoping, hoping, hoping for some good stuff. Yeah, they had that good one, or they had that one from, uh, <laughs> morbid stuff from 2019. Right, yeah. It was my it was my number ten worst, but it was also like like still a 50 50 album. Yeah, so yeah. That and, you know, that was a stuff. honorable mention. I think it was for me, but uh, yeah. Good stuff, pup. We'll, we'll see. This band seems to be doing a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we move on to our anti-picks for 2022, yes. we'll explain that in just a bit. We got to address the elephant in the room because we are just a week away. Mahomes, dude. Mahomes, Mahomes. going for his third Super Bowl, second <laughs> Super Bowl win. Absolutely. You know, I, I know the Rams will have, you know, home team advantage this year in the super bowl which is cool 
but like but they're also but they're also the away team which is which is like <laughs> which is weird right <laughs> because the the NFL trades off every other year with NFC team home team AFC team home team you know it, it's so it, does that mean the Rams can't use their own locker room <laughs> no I I was reading about that and um like people thought that that would be the case but it turns out that you know the Rams have their own locker room the Chargers have their own locker room so the Bengals will use the Chargers locker room Oh, okay. <laughs> so that means that the away team locker room will not be used at all. The I'm Bengals, sure the bank, but like, so did Mahomes get traded to the Bengals? What happened, Adam? Man, it was, What's I going mean, on with the Super Bowl? Who I was, I, I, I turned on that game and I watched the Chiefs go up 21 to nothing early, like, or 21 to three or something like that in the first quarter. I mean, in, um, Burrow, man, Joe Burrow, I, I, I've been hearing that name. He, he won the college football championship in 2020, the number one pick coming out of the 2020 draft that the Bengals picked up. And then he immediately started their season in 2020 and was injured by week three and ended up missing several weeks. And the Bengals had a typical, you know, terrible season last year. But then I was like, Oh, see, you know, these number one picks, they're so, there's so much hype. They they never materialized. Right. It never material materializes. And uh, then all of a sudden he, he led them to a pretty like not, not incredible season. I think they went like 10 and seven this year, but Hey, they're, they're winning at the right time. And I still think they're going to get their asses kicked in the Super Bowl (laughs) because the, the Bengals have consistently been a team that has not like, tried to put a good team on the field mm. for a lot of years. There's a, always been this like, like thing with the Bengals about like, no, nah, we're, we're, I mean, we could try to have a good team, but let's just focus more on like profits and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Well, they put so, a good uh, enough team together a couple of weeks ago and they fucking I beat know. Mahomes. <laughs> Jesus that was Christ. Pretty, incredible game it went into overtime yeah. and after the chiefs had won the overtime game the week before against buffalo like on that they they, they got the ball in for first in overtime and 13 mm-hmm. seconds later the game was over like you could tell that like they had all the momentum the crowd just erupted in that giant uh o- ovation when they won the coin toss in overtime and i was like that's it it's over i've seen mahomes do nothing but dominate in overtime, but so I was, I was watching expecting... highlights from that game too because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any way to watch these games live or whatever, and I, you know, other than go to your house. But like the second half of that fucking game, it's like Man. the Chiefs just fucking gave up. <laughs> they gave up. What the and fuck? I, I don't want to say it was like all Cincinnati's um, defense, but like something like really was deflated uh, for them in the second half. And oh. I think you know, like right before the end of the half. The Chiefs had a good chance to score. They were like within the five yard line, and they instead of kicking a field goal with four seconds left in the half, they tried to go for the touchdown and didn't make it. And like they were just saying, the Bengals had a lot of uh, momentum coming out of that that stop. So it was it was incredible. I I was happy to see it nonetheless. Football is scripted, and we all know this. (laughs) (laughs) So if this game is not a blowout, I'll be really surprised. Those are my favorite like Super Bowl games. They're the ones that are just (laughs) fucking killer. (laughs) I know. You you had a great time last year watching that one, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So my lifelong, lifelong, everyone knows this about me. I've just been a lifelong fan of the Chiefs. My fandom has come to an end. 
I know. You might as well just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll go see Mahomes next year. We'll we'll see if we can get to that to that Chargers Chiefs game whenever it is so next season. From what I'm also reading, this is the f- correct me if I'm wrong. I I, I may I may have read the, read this incorrectly, but this is the first Super Bowl since 2012 to not feature mm. Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Since 2012. Is that correct? Well, the yeah, well, let's see the 2000 12 season that was Kaepernick versus Joe Flacco 49ers oh, okay. versus Ravens um so and then man, so 2013 really? is the first one with uh with uh uh Brady right yeah i mean we can we can do a deep dive into every super bowl since then if you really really want to all right throw out, throw out your list adam <laughs> all right well no okay let's say um the following year uh super bowl 48 that was Manning versus Russell Wilson. That was Broncos versus. Mm, okay, so I don't know what stat I was reading then. So, mm, but okay. uh, I guess the point then, being yes. is that there's been a lot of Super Bowls with Tom Brady in them. Right, because 49 was Brady versus the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. 50 was Peyton Manning versus uh, the Car- uh, Carolina Panthers. Lest we forget that boring ass Super Bowl. Yep, um, that was fun. <laughs> 51, obviously Brady with the greatest come from behind victory of all time. Um, I don't know if you noticed on, on, uh, that was, yeah, that was the greatest one. Um, I don't know if you noticed on Kevin can fuck himself. uh, One of the shirts that he's wearing on like episode two or three says live life. Like it's, and then it shows the scoreboard and it says Falcons 28, New England three halftime. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest. No. Okay. Greatest shirts of all time. And of course that just made perfect sense for that character. Yeah. Um, Okay. 52 Brady loses to the Eagles. That was a really good game. That was a good game. Um, 53 Brady beats the Rams um, in the lowest scoring Super Bowl, I think of all time at that point, it was that 13 to three game. Yeah. That was uh, that uh, uh, first time a team didn't score a touchdown since Super Bowl six. Um, and yeah, it was three to three going into the fourth quarter. I forgot about that one. Jesus. Woo. So, that, and then 54 was Mahomes versus the 49ers Mahomes. right before. So we didn't, we didn't want to see Kansas city versus San Francisco again, because we all know what happened right after that Super Bowl. Everything went to shit. Mm. So we don't want 49ers <laughs> versus chiefs. Never again. Bad luck. Yeah. Thanks Mahomes. <laughs> So yeah, and then last year, obviously Brady beat up Mahomes. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, remember so I guess, that. I, was that a part of your imagination? Oh man, the, I, it's vividly planted in my brain watching mm. him get crushed. <laughs> Eight sacks, I think they had. Oh, in that game. it was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but this year, California this year. v Ohio, we're coming That's for you, hard. Dave. Dave and your Bengals. Yeah. I don't, I well, I mean, we it was going to be California v. whoever, like, um, regardless. So, you know, at the, True. Yeah, at the NFC but, title game, like, you know, it was California v. California. So that was pretty cool. Well, and the only times that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl before was Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23. They played the 49ers in both of those games. So it was like, I don't oh, want to see them play the 49ers again, yeah. even though I thought I thought the 49ers were going to win that game. So I was going to be very upset to see a third uh San Francisco Cincinnati Super Bowl. <laughs> so what I'm reading here is that the Rams will seek their second Super Bowl title as their first yep. as a and their and their first as a Los Angeles based team in their last That's one right. Super Bowl in nineteen ninety nine. Super Bowl yep. thirty four. Kurt Warner. Kurt the Kurt Warner year against the Tennessee Titans, one of the greatest Super Bowl. I still think that was the best Super Bowl of oh, all time. Oh cool. 
I, I, I don't know that Super Bowl 51 is pretty fucking good. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, Super Bowl 34 was like the epitome because the Titans were just driving and driving down the field as time was expiring. And then he reaches out and he, as time expires, he's on the one yard line. That dramatic. Reach oh, that big, whoever, that big reaching for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still one yard short. And oh. right at the time, uh, it's so good. After like years of blowout Super Bowls leading up to that, like that was. That was really good. <laughs> I told you, dude. Football scripted, and again, this makes for like a nice, you know, like two underdog teams. Make this is the first Super Bowl that I also read without a top three seeded team. Mm, that's an interesting. Yeah, thing. They, they they both uh, ended up in the Super Bowl, or they end up winning their respective uh, championships, uh, and both being the fourth seeded team in their respective divisions. Right. Very interesting. Well, and then like that Super Bowl thirty four, they they just did make a movie about it. I don't. I haven't looked it up. I think it's on HBO it Max, but yeah, like it's the Kurt Warner year and um, like a documentary or a movie movie. No, like a movie movie. <laughs> so okay. like I, I saw something about that and I was like, I should watch that. And then, you know, who has time to watch movies? Oh, yeah. Mike does. So you can watch it if you want to. Okay. I don't have HBO Max anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't remember if it was HBO Max or something else, but I'll, I'll um, see if I can find it. Like if it fell off a truck or something. Okay. Cause you know, Kurt Warner was like working in a fucking cornfield and he was like, I'm going to go try out for the NFL. And then two years later, he's winning a Super Bowl. So, you know, it's, it's a Hollywood moment. Mm, sounds like somebody. I know. Holmes. <laughs> well, he wasn't quite in a cornfield two years no, ago. Not he, was so winning, much, he was winning a Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> That's true. Correct. And he's going to win again this year. So Just, congratulations, Patrick Mahomes. Can't wait to see I, you with your second Super Bowl ring. And also going forward, thing, the bad man can't hurt anybody anymore. <laughs> right. Aaron Rodgers can't hurt anyone anymore. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> hope he's next, right? <laughs> I hope we can only hope that was really fun to watch him lose that game. Mm-hmm. Football is scripted and Aaron Rodgers is the villain for life. I'm on fucking TV. Breaks no ground. Breaks no ground. Breaks no ground. Adam, speaking of villains, you know, mm. we are super excited for a bunch of albums coming out in 2022. We're expecting a lot of great things, man. And, uh, you know, a lot of our favorite bands, uh, some of our new favorites are going to be releasing new albums this year. Um, some, some of, you know, some we've been waiting like, you know, a long time to release new music. But um, what if, Adam, what if, what if, what Marvel's what if, what if (laughs) some of these albums are bad? Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about this week, folks. We are going to be, uh, Adam and I are sharing our top five anti-picks for 2022. This isn't part of a game or the draft or anything. This is just kind of based on, you know, we waited for the vinyl for voyeurist by under oath to come out. <laughs> and we were, I think collectively, I think we were disappointed in that album. Right. Like, I, 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 at least in our discord, like no one's like, I mean, Oh, this album's great guys. You guys just need to give it a chance. Like no I, one's like saying that for me, it, it met my moderate expectations. Oof. And that's not what something you want to say about an under oath album. Right. No, no, but, um, but regardless though, you know, that album got us a little nervous and it got us thinking, 
what if what if some of these albums are going to be bad? Like, what what are we going to do about that? <laughs> so Adam and I both came up with a list of five bands that uh, you know either of us are a little worried for their we, uh, upcoming album. We had to go through this grieving process with Thrice and AFI last year, where we were like so AFI hyped. release an album. <laughs> We were so hyped and we, and, and yeah, we had to like, just put it to the side. Mm -hmm. There's there's other albums this year that had to be a little polite about the, you know, know. it was so sad, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're not sure what this year will unfold to, but you know, we'll look back on this album in three years and be, and we'll laugh. Man, we were so stupid. How could we ever think that, you know, Underoath could release a good album, but I know. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, we're not saying that these albums that we're going to be talking about from these bands are bad. We're not saying these bands are bad. At least the right. list that I have, these are some of my favorite bands. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm so nervous. But you know, we'll ex- we'll explain our tepidation uh, for it going forward. But uh, Adam, shall I start first? Do you want to start first? Because I got a juicy one. Go for it. Go right. for it. Start my first one this year. This band, they're done recording. It's just going to, no release date yet, no teaser, no single. I think last thing I saw on full social media, they're filming the music video for their debut single. So I think an announcement is imminent. This band is making big changes uh, to their lineup. They are adding a member, uh, Mm. you know, a longtime favorite who has, you know, collaborated with the band along for a long time. And that is the next album, the 10th album. From Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, that's right. Something Who's about been... this. I don't know what it is. I'm mm. very nervous about this one and I don't know why. I think it's I think it's the combination of like, oh, this is like a big anniversary album, so we gotta do something big. Or not anniversary. It's it's like a you know, it's a seminal album for you know being their tenth. Um, you know, we're adding a member to the band. You know, Who's the last added. Um Andrew Wells. Uh, Andrew Wells, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Wells is going to be a co-singer with Tillian Pearson, which is wow. very interesting. Wow. Like I, I, on paper, I think that's great because they both have different vocal styles, and it's you know, mm-hmm. and that that might be something that would get you excited because for the last two albums, you've been saying like, oh, we, they need to mix it up a little bit, like you know, make John Mess start doing clean mm-hmm. vocals or something. But like, no, they're going to well, add another clean vocalist. That's fucking, I guess, dope. That could work. Yeah, I mean, mix. I, I feel like they mixed it up. <laughs> A good amount on the last one. Oh yeah, or, uh, musically they did. You know, uh, one of the songs was completely in Spanish. <laughs> so I right. mean, that's yes, you can make that's as mixing it up as can possibly be. But uh, I don't know. Are you feeling nervous about this new Dance Gavin Dance album, like I am at all? I I thought I did think about adding this to my list, but I wasn't hundred percent sure it was going to come out this year. I'm, oh I'm yeah, they're done recording, so it's it's everything. coming out. It's imminent. Yeah. So. um yeah, I, I I really think that this is going to be a very make or break one. Uh, after I don't know, not like we talked to, to too many people about Afterburner, um, but just you and Dave and me, as far as I know. Yeah, Afterburner <laughs> is like a great album, and you know, especially with, you know the year that it came out. But like, no one talks about it, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. like, is 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 the is, is for one is the 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 star on this band just kind of fading or people just like not talking about them as much or am i just not paying attention or also or 
is is this band just kind of going through the motions at this point like they're super talented and they're still like the best in the biz for this mm-hmm. style of music but like is this all that's gonna be because if it's as good as afterburner and i know you've been yeah. at this for this band like it, it's kind of just like not quite like reach the hump of like greatness uh for the mm-hmm. past like, couple albums so like what if this one is just like mediocre mediocre i guess that's a possibility oh, i think no. for, for me it'll it'll fall i don't know I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's mediocre at this point oh but you know that's kind of i mean a 10th album with like not too much of of like stylistic changes man you're you're you're, you're really playing with fire there right <laughs> a little bit yeah i think you're i think you're right but when they're but I guess the way I've always kind of excused it, if you want to put it that way, is that like they're already the best at this. They're already like, you know, top tier when it comes to, you know, math rock and experimental rock and psychedelic rock. And, you know, this, you know, that we that we just kind of uh, call swan core these days, like they're already the best at it. Like, Why would they change it up? Right. Mm-hmm. So like when they're, they're just doing music to get the pit going and that's that's where bless the fall got lost for me mm. so you know we'll see what happens yeah so i'm, I'm starting I'm to come around to on your end like you know as far as that those criticisms go um and, and, you know especially reflecting on afterburner it's just like that was a great album i really liked it, it was one of my favorites of 2020 but uh you know i don't know this one has to mm-hmm. it, they, it's either going to always... come out swinging and be like some of the best stuff that they've ever done or it's gonna just try too hard and just end up falling flat Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting to see how a new vocalist changes things up. I've never been too excited about Andrew Wells, but we'll see. Well, yeah, he's he's he's, even, he's different enough too um, that uh, you know that that'll at least make their music a little bit more refreshing. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and it'll be he'll be on more than one track, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right, so I've already mentioned mine that I'm, I'm anti-hyped about, but that's that's going to be the the next Killers album. Mm, I was thinking like... of putting that one as well, but like you know, I thought you would probably do it, so we'll save it for you. <laughs> so you know, I I I thought that Battleborn was going to be the height of this band. Um, they exceeded my expectations. Obviously, last year, like holy. Um, I went back and listened to Battleborn and like even renewed my my love and appreciation for that album a couple weeks ago. So, uh, you know, I, I encouraged the community to check that one out. Mm. Uh, man, so many Steinman influences on Battleborn. Ooh, interesting. That was yeah, so you shared that track on, on Discord too. Yeah, a lot of people agreed. So I'll I'll, I'll take that for what it's worth. But I'm just like. I don't know. I know the, the the original bass player is back in the band. He wasn't there for for Pressure Machine, so I don't like think that's COVID like, reasons or just no. He he took the the time off. I guess. Oh, okay. He needed to get away from the band, so it was just three of them. But now he's back, and I just really hope that they don't try to go back into just writing music for the crowd. That's just kind of like, bleh. Yeah. But I think I think that's what is coming now now it, it, it feels like the all right we did what we wanted to and everybody liked it now let's just do more of what we know everybody's gonna maybe like and <laughs> that's 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 scary it's a scary place to be for any band yeah and i'm right there with you dude like i you know and we talked about this when we you know i, I think both did our review of uh 
pressure machine and also we talked about it late last year as well like there's no way they're going to make another album like this right until the next pandemic right Mm -hmm. (laughs) until the next time that they're all like trapped indoors and like have to make introspective music again like there's no way they're making another album this this introspective and slow and artistic and you know that an album that's not afraid to take its time an album that's not afraid to like not cater to the radio you know Mm -hmm. so yeah we'll see what happens i know they're working on it i haven't heard too much else since because i think they're they're still trying to do an imploding the mirage tour at some point this year (laughs) yeah (laughs) get that um, out of the way (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we'll see i mean they'll have three albums of new material to tour on at that point right (laughs) go for it so yeah that's where i stand on that one and we'll get to be determined yeah good pick good pick uh the next one that i'm super nervous about uh is based off of a recent big announcement we haven't talked about this on the show i think it was also during our week break or also like when we were banking episodes but uh, a certain reunion just happened a big reunion for us emo boys um a skylet drive got back together with oh my god jordan blake the original singer from uh, she watched the sky um lots of skylet drive drama over the past couple of years most recently yep. michael jag jagman uh, left the band and started his own band signals and not only did he start a new band he also hijacked all of the skylet drive's <laughs> social media pages and have oh, yes. turned them into signals and let me tell you something that uh, this is fucking shitty as fuck but uh mm-hmm. Like when a Skylet Drive reunited and they made their announcements, they had to create an own, their own social media page called She Watched the Sky. They're still called mm. a Skylet Drive, but Michael Jagman changed all of his yep. social yep. media to a Skylet Drive and has been posting like video clips of him singing um, like songs from uh, Wires and the concept of breathing and shit like that. So he's trying to like abscond this announcement and get all the attention on him because he's a piece of shit there's so many legal problems that are going to come from this oh yeah he is such a petty (laughs) dude but uh anyway (laughs) uh back to a skylet drive original (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah they made they made a big announcement uh it's the 15th year anniversary and here in 2022 of she watched the sky and uh you know so the band decided to you know get back together with jordan blake um this there is no, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Good for them. You know, I hope they're all in a good place. I hope Jordan Blake's like happy and healthy, but um, there is no way, no way that whatever mm. comes next is going to be good. <laughs> I guarantee you, my <laughs> no, friend. I, I have a feeling it, I, I mean, they're probably just going to re-release the EP. <laughs> re-record it. it? Like, like with their new no, just, just, style? just just put out a, a deluxe edition of the uh, EP with like probably. two tracks they've had on their hard drive for, for like <laughs> <Probably>. 15 years. <laughs> and I, 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 man, I, I don't know what to expect from this at all. Like, you know, and, and that EP, I know you guys love it. For me, it was, it was, it was always like fine. It's like, I'd rather listen to the later stuff than go back. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, and I make fun of Michael Jagman and stuff, but like those Michael Jagman albums are like some of the best of the best, but um yeah. Yeah, there there is something a little special and and you know something charming. There's like a charm and a homeliness to "She Watched the Sky" that I think is very endearing. Um, and you know, especially like the last two tracks on that EP, it's so fucking good. And like, it never fails to get me to scream at the top of my lungs. 
like those mm-hmm. those those two songs. So so they're just kind of infectious, right? There's like that kind of nostalgia wave when it comes to that EP. But yeah. my main point being is that everything that Jordan Blake has done post that album has been terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry Ooh, if you like right. his stuff with like Alpha Met or what's the <laughs> other fucking he did some he's he's done like other bands and other like short-lived projects and stuff they've been terrible dude and the dude <laughs> i'm sorry he can't sing oh, <laughs> the, the the production on she washed the sky is what saved that ep and mm-hmm. if you go back and like listen to his post stuff like i'm sorry homeboy can't sing so whatever is going to come post this whether it's this year or maybe early next year it's <laughs> we're all gonna hate it and i'm sorry and it hurts my feelings to say that it's mm-hmm. gonna suck <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't guys. even realize the January 23rd announcement was the 15 year anniversary of of that EP. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I can't even imagine them trying to release an album or or another EP. She watched the skies too, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, they, then why make that announcement, right? I mean, it, I it was very clearly like a re a reunion announcement, mm-hmm. and they, they and right. I've listened, and I've read their. St- short statements i've watched their video about it and they're like they very they're very clearly intending to do new stuff going forward okay so like it's gonna be terrible i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) and like when you think of a skylight drive like that's just if if they even go on tour and they can't even play stuff from the jagman era because of yeah what are they gonna do she watched the sky twice yeah and then whatever new stuff they've been working on that may see the light of day we'll, we'll never know because i know i'm sure jagman has like some sort of legal connection to the name i mean it's the whole guns and roses situation oh uh, fuck so i mean we'll we'll see we'll see and if he's such a douchebag you know he's gonna be like oh you know it dude because like already if you're following signals or a skylit drive on social media like He's already yep. trying to take attention away from them and like, no, no, yep. me, me, me. I'm a Skylit Drive. <laughs> oh, me, God. Me. My, my poorly produced album is better than their poorly produced album. Hey, guys. <laughs> Death and Divine by Signals. <laughs> okay. Oh. Enough of that. <laughs> All right. Enough drama. Enough band drama from big pissy babies. Right. So, Mike, one of my favorite lead singers of all time is releasing a new solo album next week. Oh, is he? Is he? Yes. So Gregor I, Barnett? No. Oh, that's that's on the 18th. Oh but, my bad. Um, <laughs> but no, Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder's solo album is going to oh, come okay. out next Friday on the Edward 11th. Edward So obviously, I don't I, maybe I don't even have to say this is anti-hype because I haven't had much hype for him mm. since 2000. 2006 so it's like i already can tell what this album is going to sound like regardless of how many special appearances are on it um and i and and you go into something like this kind of expecting to dislike it and i know he released a uh a solo album a few years back maybe like 10 years ago uh that was just ukulele songs and i was like yeah i see that ukulele songs 2011 Mm-hmm. Like I've already listened to a ukulele song once on binaural and it was not my favorite. <laughs> so I did not want to go listen to anything else. And, and well, he did into the wild back in 07, which I think I listened to and enjoyed. But, yeah. I was um, about to ask like, uh, um, it's like been a what, long it, what, time what is, since I heard that one. other than like, you know, he's been around for a while and, 
you know, Pearl Jam isn't what they used to be, right? Like, uh, other than that, like, is uh, do you have any other reasons to be nervous about uh, what I'm reading here is called Earthling? Mm, other than I just don't know what to expect, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to dislike it. Mm, okay. Uh, not happy about that, but... Uh, yeah, it, it's, always, it's always nerve-wracking when you get an album from, you know, someone that you look up to and you love their you've loved their music for many years and you know you, you understand especially if it's like a solo project or a side project or something like it's it understandably understandably there's like some trepidation there because like mm-hmm. i've loved your music because of because it was this style because it was this atmosphere because you know you were doing it this way but now you're doing it a completely other way and like you know it's it's within your rights as an artist to like do whatever you want to do right but like I, I don't know if I have to like it though. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll just kind of take that for what it's worth. Oh, and, so uh, into the wild is the soundtrack for the movie into the wild. I love that movie. Right. So um, I, I know I listened to that a long, long time ago and I, I don't remember anything about it, but I, I think I remember enjoying it and, and not hating it at least, but that was, that's pretty much all I can say about that. Is it just kind of like folksy? stuff like yeah singer songwriter stuff yeah so that's kind of what i'm expecting this time around but now that he's like 83 years old it's gonna be <laughs> oh <even> no more <laughs> folks it's, it's, it's gonna be like total mark knopfler syndrome at this point i feel mm. so that's it's, it's so I'll, I'll probably give it a 50 50 i well, already it might that. be just like music that like doesn't fit you know like the pearl jam aesthetic or pearl jam sound mm-hmm. that you know that he's just maybe been writing or sitting on for a little while but i know that that Pearl Jam's next album is going to be with a producer that has worked on a lot of popular things like, like, like Justin Bieber's producer or something like that. Interesting. That'll be interesting to see what that album turns into, but it'll probably still not be good. But so, you know, that's where I'm at with Pearl Jam. I'm, I'm, I have the anti-hype definitely for this album. Mm, Absolutely. Well, well, I guess yeah. You you don't have long to fu- to figure out, I guess, or to find out if right. it's going to be great or not. Right. I'm hoping for good things. I like Pearl Jam. I'm I'm I am very hyped for Gregor Barnett. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> Looking forward yeah. to that one a lot. Yeah, and, and those singles are great too. I know you probably haven't heard them, but like, oh, they're so good, dude. Mm, I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. I was kind of a little worried about where that one was going to go, but it it should be good. We love. Yeah, them. the most we recent love. one, which was shared on our um, Discord. Um, thank you, Weegs. Uh, it, it's very Menzingers esque. It's 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 a little bit folksier than Men Menzingers, but like like uh, Weegs was saying that like it sounds like it could have like fit right into uh, um, uh, crap. I'm blanking on the name. The last album, Hello, Hello Exile. Hello Exile. Thank you. So, what is your next one? So, Here, my next one. We've been anticipating this new album from this band for a couple of years now because their last album was fantastic you know it was it shot right up to the top fives of the years for the for both for both you and i they released a single late last year or i think it was like summer of last year so uh you know this band's just been kind of quiet every single time they have like an album cycle they just kind of fuck off of social media for a long time so we never know what this band's up to but uh mm. tiny moving parts what if mm. it's bad dude i don't i don't I don't know how, why I have this inkling that it might be like, mm-hmm. eh, but like, I don't know. What if it's bad, dude? Like Life Jacket as a single is like, that's an okay song. Like it's not yeah. like 
great, but it's like, I don't know. What if it's bad? What if it's bad, Adam? What if it's I, bad? I, 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 I don't think this band can write any more poor albums. This I think this couch is just long thing. and full of friendship, Adam. Right. <laughs> that was not a good album. That's for sure. And I've, I've, I'm hoping that they have put that behind them. But mm. the fact that a band like this doesn't reach like superstardom status it keeps them still trying to connect with what is good about them as songs. Keeps them humble, right? Right. So we don't have a Pearl Jam kind of situation go on. Um, and, and they know how to do it. And so I, so they're not going to just like coast. They're not going to ever reach that point because, because, because they're still trying to impress us and, and they have their tiny little group of fans that are, are wanting that. That's us, baby. Yeah, it's not like they're playing to millions and millions of people and they're like, I'm so disconnected from all my fans. Like they're connected to their fans. Sometimes a little too connected, as we learned in 2019. Well, I mean, (laughs) there's also I mean, I didn't want to bring it up, but there's also that aspect of it. Like I I know that was kind of like brushed over. I don't know if it was like settled outside of like the public knowledge or whatever, or maybe it was a um not a I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe maybe it wasn't like Maybe it was blown out of proportion. I don't know. We don't. We're not part of it, so it's. I don't know. We don't have any say in it as a, as a public. But um, all gone. <laughs> never, never heard from it again. Believe victims is what I'm trying to say. But also, like you know, don't you know if, if this got settled outside of the thing, or maybe it was blown out of proportion. We don't know, and it's none of our business. I don't oh. know. But uh, it seems like it was just kind of brushed away. But um, you know, this band has a three album streak of like incredible releases Mm -hmm. how can they can they sustain this or is it just gonna just kind of peter out when is it gonna peter out Nah, i I think they got at least two more really good albums in them before it peters out okay before they pull the price i'm gonna gonna keep i'm gonna keep the hype okay all right i'm nervous about it man you know it's coming they had that single last year so ooh. when do you think we're gonna get that you think like summertime late spring I think it'll be uh, end of end, you know, September, October okay. release. Okay, so a release it, date it, is imminent. I think it's very possible. Or, uh, I probably won't find out anything till the summer. I would think. I mean, they're still defrosting in Minnesota, so they that's haven't been true. Able to yeah, maybe that's why we haven't heard from them. They've just they just mm-hmm. been like frozen ice cubes for a long time. We got to wait for we got to wait for Punxsutawney Phil to let them out. <laughs> <laughs> so by by June, they're going to be like, oh, finally, I can like type on my keyboard. Oh, uh, yes, new album. <laughs> Log into my <laughs> Facebook account. <laughs> that's it. I mean, internet doesn't exist between like November and March out there. Oh, so that's true. Like, yeah. So I mean, they can frozen. send out the carrier pigeon to, <laughs> to to their label and be like, oh, we got we got songs. <laughs> right. It's, it's possible. All right, man. I don't know. I'm just nervous about it. I, I, I always get nervous about bands that like release a lot of great stuff and then because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to get it's going to get to their head and be like, OK, now we can release our most experiment. This is the real <laughs> tiny moving parts. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next I, I one. wonder if I'm the only one thinking that, too. So it sounds like at least from your end, you're still hyped on it. But like, I don't know. I'm just nervous. So anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, my next one, I, I did not listen to the single that dropped this week, but I'm pretty sure Ooh, this, this is going to be the death of this artist, even though I want to see it work for some reason, even though as a person, this human being seems like utter garbage, but musically we're, we're interested to see where he goes. 
talented that asshole. <laughs> machine machine gun Kelly. There it is. Now, yep. Now can he capitalize on the little bits of potential we saw in 2020? That was when that album came out. Yes. Yeah. So there's definitely sparks there. Obviously the, 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 the community at large is all over the place on whether this person deserves any credibility. Um, but I think this is going to be the one where he just relies too heavily on, you know, fuck you. I do what I want. And we're just, we're, we're going to be hard out on it. Uh, yeah. You know, tickets to my downfall was definitely a, was a choice to go in that direction and kind of like homage you know, the music that he grew up with as far as like the pop punk realm and stuff. And it, and it, and it was very right. successful and, you know, he added his own, you know, swagger and flavor to it and it was very successful. Right. And, you know, we enjoyed it for what it was, but uh, you're right. right. I think this overexposure of fame, this kind mm-hmm. of being in the tabloids for being married to Megan Fox and all yes. that shit will like get to his head. Cause I'm like, I, I do like that emo girl song. I think, I think it's a catchy it- song. But you're right, it has that fucking stank of like, it's like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. And if we can stomach 40 minutes of that over this, the the 16 tracks that he's going to release. Mm-hmm. I, did I, I had him. Yeah. I, you I, I did. Had Lots of people had him, actually. I had him as well. So there's going to be a lot of tracks. And some of them will be spoken word and we'll decide if they count or not. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> i just met you like four months ago and we're already here (laughs) sam (laughs) i know babe i just don't remember things sometimes it's okay (laughs) god oh my god (laughs) but but you know they're uh, yeah the skinhead council is gonna work overtime for that fucking album (laughs) i'm telling you right now dude (laughs) and he, he had he had the album he had the name that he recently changed. Yes. So again, I, so I, we're talking yeah. about mainstream sellout that's coming out March. No, no, no. 25th. It's it, no. It. Oh yeah, that's right. It was going to be called Born with Horns. Correct. Yeah. And he changed it because I think somebody was about to sue him. Oh really? For that for that same album title name or something like that. Oh, I don't interesting. Know. I, 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 I just thought awesome. it was like a cheeky like. Oh, you guys keep talking about me. Mm-hmm. I'm Machine Gun Kelly. Right. I'm on TV. So- <laughs> TV, you gonna leave me? You gonna so, leave me? <laughs> I'm on TV. So I'm 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 nervous, and I'm sure it'll be released with a bunch of albums and stuff. This, yeah, this so, is definitely like right up there with like I think this is like the spirit of the anti pick, right? Like we, I think mm-hmm. we're we're gonna enjoy parts of it, especially because we, you and I, did both enjoy tickets to my downfall. Great surprise, you know, that we enjoyed mm-hmm. that as much as we did. So like I think this is definitely like my worry, my my exact worry for you know artists who let fame get to their head and then just and then just like get you know get to that like oh fuck you i'm famous phase you know this is <laughs> definitely where he's at at this moment oh totally totally Ugh. all right so was he on your list as well uh he was on my draft but not on my like list today okay okay so who's next oh my oh. next one is a very very talented band um you know their last album definitely one of our favorites from 2019 i think it was um and you know the so the lead singers released like a, you know some side project stuff and released some you know things here and there some solo work um but uh, what if what if adam what if what the if, new album from Dayseeker was bad. I, oh, Dayseeker. Yeah. Huh. I, I, 
I don't think that's possible. You don't think it's possible? No, I'm I'm still feeling like, especially after Hurt Wave, I'm like, that sure would have been great to see some of those songs turn into Dayseeker songs, but get get some guitar in there. I got Hurt Wave songs going through my brain right now, and I'm like, Rory can do no wrong. We're going to love this Rory is an incredible vocalist. Those musicians in Dayseeker are incredible musicians. Mm -hmm. If Sleep Talk and, you know, even Dreaming is Dreaming is Dreaming and Waking is Waking, (laughs) whatever the fuck that album was called in 2017, some of those songs are some of your best songs of the year. You know? I know. But, uh, like, if, if those albums have taught us anything, is that... Oh my God, these guys can, these motherfuckers can write great music. Right. But what if? But, it, but it's legit. It's like a Landon Tours thing where it's like, like we're, we're going to like it. He, he's not, he, he's not a guy that can let fame get to his head. Right. I, and he's I, a new I, father I really don't now. That I, I, thankfully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not an old father. He's a new father. And, uh, <laughs> but I, then why am I nervous about this? Why? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I sense him as a, as a personality that is just going to keep on cranking out the good songs. Okay. And even though he, he, he's again, so sad on the, that hurt wave stuff. He's very sad. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's not like, it's not ingenuine. And I don't think the dude can reach an ingenuine type of thing, even though I, I don't know him otherwise as a person, I only know what he looks like in pictures. Mm-hmm. And I know what his music sounds like. Other than that, no idea who he is as a person. But, yeah, one of our <laughs> listeners picked up um, Dayseeker for their draft. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, the draft is closed. Thank you for participating, everybody who did. Um, but and, and when I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, it has been a few years. And then you know, like you said, Hurt Wave came out. Uh, mm-hmm. The Hurt Wave EP came out last year, and I guess they are due for a new album. So that if, so. If, if 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 we're gonna bet on an album coming out this year, it better. It's, I'm sure Dayseeker's up there, right? But like, why okay. am I? I I, this is I don't know. Of, of my five here. This is the one where I can't like quite put into words why I'm nervous about it. Hmm. Maybe it's because I'm just expecting too much out of it. Maybe, 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 maybe my, maybe my expectations and my hype for the new day seeker is just too high. I don't know. It's very possible. Cause I mean, you weren't sold on waking is dreaming and sinking and falling and all no, that. I you, did you weren't as sold as the rest right. of us. on that. Yeah. One. I was like, I'm very, I was, I recognize the talent at hand, but for some reason, like the songwriting just didn't speak to me as much as like it did in sleep talk. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'm just nervous about it. It, it might just be like the tiny moving parts thing where like they're on this streak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't want that streak to be broken. Right. And like, I'm just expecting the, I'm just expecting the worst for some reason. Yeah. I, I can understand, but I, I, I would have to just disagree. Mm, thank you. Thank you for keeping me grounded. And that's what this is all about. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I would want nothing more than the new Dayseeker album to be announced for it to come out and for us all to love it. And all put, all of us will put it in our top 10 albums of the year, but I don't know, man, <laughs> sometimes like we've been burned so much, like in the past few years of like stuff that we've been so excited about. And it's like, Oh, it's okay. You know, <laughs> fucking under oath, bro. Under oath. I know. I know. But there's a personality there that that's true. Is, is you can sense it ahead of time with the album. You're right. Yeah. If you would, if somebody had, if we did this last year, and you told me like, oh, the next Underworld is going to be bad, and I'd be thinking about it like, you know what, Spencer is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> and Aaron is an interesting 
guy too. And Aaron <laughs> is just quietly kind of just letting all this, you know, the legacy of this band just be like, oh, okay, whatever. We can we can be shitty to a whole group of people for no reason. <laughs> Not have anything to say I, about it. Like I don't feel like the killers are douchebags, but I'm still there at the same time. But he's like, mm. you just, I, for me, you, you throw in the douchebag component and is this going to bring an album up or down mm. as I'll, I'll mention on my next one here. Oh, <laughs> speaking of the next one, what's your next one? So band with longevity, obviously um, I've been there. I've heard it all. I know what to expect. The douchebaggery has, has definitely been there at times, but has also the genius been there. But the red hot chili peppers, Mike. Oh, I am no. so scared. <laughs> I am so scared for this album, especially now that it's been released and and there's 17 tracks. And I'm like for some reason I, I would I, if it was a 10 track album, I wouldn't be as frightened. <laughs> but sure, this, yeah. band, this band can't do a 10 track album. It's never gonna happen. Um but yeah, we've 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 been there. They're they're elderly men. This this I, I just I researched John Frusciante so much over the last couple of years that I saw how his interest in rock music waned mm. um, by by 2009 and and well into the teens. Where and I'm just like he he wasn't there. He didn't want to do this kind of music. So I'm like, now he's back, and I'm like, I want to believe that that his love for playing guitar is still the same as it was in the, in the 2000s and the 90s. So that can but be interpreted like, two different ways, right? He just got uh-huh. enough of a break to where he rediscovered his love for this type of music or right. he... It's a, ca- it's a cash grab. N- not a cash grab. It might just be like Red Hot Chili Peppers is okay with him incorporating his new style of songwriting and music writing mm-hmm. into Unlimited Love. So and that's not going to happen. That's, you don't think it's not going to, he's not going to go like electronic experimental kind of mm. stuff at all. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm worried about. Cause and obviously I was reading an article and maybe this is my problem reading, reading too many articles, but they, the flea and Anthony knew that it wasn't working with Josh anymore. Like just creatively, they had reached a plateau and they were just like, man, wouldn't it be great to get John back in the band? And then, John's side of things he he had he had happened to pick up a guitar again after a long time without <laughs> it and it was it was just like playing around and being like man maybe it'd be kind of fun to get back into a band again and like it was just like a perfect serendipitous moment where they contacted him or they had gotten back into like each other's lives again after all that break and so I'm just like ah but but is that passion cuz you can hear the passion in those in those albums mm-hmm. from 99 through 2006 and it's i don't know if if it's going to recapture that or if it's just going to be like this kind of oh cool like th- this is exactly where the getaway was and i'm with you was mm. or but again i'm going to be so he disappointed part, he wasn't a part of those albums and, I, I and also know. at least with the getaway like i can't remember if i'm with you was uh the same thing but like those weren't produced by rick rubin was I'm with you right, produced by Rick Rubin? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Everything so at least getaway, with the getaway, was. that wasn't produced by Rick Rubin. So I mean, that's and like it, all the elements it, are here, right? You got like that. You got that 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 fucking superstar lineup of Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. that we all fell in love with. We got Rick Rubin producing it. I don't know. But, and enough time has passed where, like, you know, uh, John has gotten all those creative juices. You know, out that's there. That's what I'm worried and, about. I'm worried that like he just sits back and lets Flea take the lead, and then he just plays the 
guitar in the background like we've mm. heard on those other albums with non John Frusciante things. So I'm I'm nervous that he just doesn't have like that lead spark anymore but I, that's why i don't want to listen to the new song because i'm just like my my suspicions will be confirmed or denied and all right i my, will listen to mindset. the song <laughs> and i will tell you at the super bowl what i think about oh. <laughs> <sighs> okay i still have two months to sit on this that's true uh, yeah it's coming up waiting. soon i think it's going to creep up on us a lot sooner than we think but oh man like i'm nervous about this too you know i you know like you know last year i went through my red hot chili peppers journey and was you know by the middle of it, I was really enjoying myself and, you know, then know. jumped into like the John Frusciante stuff and, right, oh, man. Right. so it's kind of like had a new appreciation for this band and, you know, John Frusciante as an artist. So I, I'm excited for Unlimited Love as well. Like you, I'm nervous because, you know, like you said, the main aspects is like, you know, these guys are old dudes now. Right. Is this a cash grab? Do they have anything to say as artists anymore? You know, because like right. all that stuff like makes, can make or break an album. Anthony Kiedis is almost 60. So Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Why did you say that? That's that's the thing that makes me nervous here, you know? <laughs> so, and, and him and Flea, I think, are the same age. And Prashanti is obviously much younger than them. So it's just, it, it, it makes you nervous here. Mm. He is, yeah, he's going to be 60 on November 1st. Oh, my so. Fuck my life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we'll see. We will see. All right. So I've got my last one here before we move on to your last one, my friend. So this band um, hasn't released anything uh, in quite a while, um, but they've been an active band. You know, they've, they've, they've still been releasing a couple things here and there. Uh, one of the reasons why they didn't release, you know, and it, and it took a long break is because, uh, oh, one of the members happened to pass away from an no. accidental overdose. No. And uh, while the music that they re have released since that happened has been pretty good, if I'm being honest, I feel like some of us are a little bit kinder to it because it, they they were kind of memorial songs. Uh, that's We Came as Romans. Yep. You know, re listening that's to those. what I was thinking. Huh? That was what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay for that kind of stuff to come out. And it's okay for, you know, a band like to release a song for their friend, right? It, it makes perfect sense. And, like, it's... Right. I'm not saying that, like, those songs from that, you know, short little two-song EP were, are, like, review-proof. But, like, if you listen to them, like, as songs, they're like, okay, this is just kind of on par of where the band's going to be. So, you know, since then, since they've got that kind of not out of the way, but like since they've done that, you know, the band is moving on. Um, Dan Stevens is going to be taking over both screaming and singing duties going forward. Uh, and, you know, the stuff that they've released, I've listened to, and it's pretty good. It, it's, it's different enough from their previous five albums. And I feel like if they're going to capitalize on a new refreshed sound, now's the time to do it. But at least from what i'm hearing even though the songs are good it doesn't seem like they're they're gonna go anywhere so mm. whenever the new we came as romans album comes out this year um that's when it's projected to come out i th i think it's just gonna kind of okay well thanks guys <laughs> i have uh, the same know, huh? same feeling unfortunately yeah you know i i feel like outside of you know the behind the scenes things we came as romans just kind of fits in to that category in my brain where like I put like Beartooth, you know, and other bands that are just kind of like 
okay, well, thanks. Thanks for the music you worked really hard on. Thanks. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm, I'm nervous about this for like a few reasons, right? You know, this is like, they're so, this is supposed to be like their big coming back. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're back in it, baby. And like we're, mm-hmm. we're refreshed and we're, we're, we're going to do it for our friend Kyle. And, you know, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's got all that like weight added to it. And whether it's fair or not, I feel like a lot of people will be a little bit more generous to this new album because of that fact. Um, but also on the other hand, uh, like the, the, like, I think the album, that's a song that they released a couple months ago called daggers had like a rapper in it. And like, it, that yes. was pretty refreshing. Like it was a good song. And like they released mm-hmm. another song, like in the summer of last year, like called dark bloom or something like that. And like, that was a really good uh, song too, black, but oh, yeah, like, dark, dark bloom was July. Black hole was September. Black hole sun. But the, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, those songs were, those songs were good. And, uh, you know, so, uh, but like, like I said, they don't push the boundaries or anything. Like, so like, even though this sounds mean and cynical to say like you know we're a little too kind to <laughs> to we came in rooms which is which is fine right like it's, i think it's the same heard, go ahead it's the same thing as the ghost inside you know mm. it's like like and i don't think anybody never, liked liked that band yeah, they and then they got good. into this That's the thing no. <laughs> yeah and then they got into a bus accident lost a leg and all of a sudden we're like they're back finally oh, we've good all for you guys we, we messed it's like it's awful that they had to go through that to like get on the kind of the the, the radar of the scene yeah but the, the but, but, but what makes this different is that you know you know the prior iteration of we came as romans they were building up to be like oh, yeah. a great band right they they were slowly releasing well, better and better and better albums were but, they well i mean tracing back roots is fucking great like we came the, the yes. self-title is like eh. and then cold like war was i feel like supposed was like the sequel to tracing back roots like it was supposed to be okay so like I, anything I, I, for closer you know anything post this that they would have released with kyle like probably would have like capitalized on how great like cold like war was so maybe i don't know i haven't listened to that one in a long time i know Most it's been a long time since you know we came as romans has been on anybody's radar but you know now th- this is the year they're going to be back babe well we'll see if they're going to be back baby and mm-hmm. you know a new lease on life for this band and you know keep on inspiring people baby okay i don't know are you nervous about this one uh i i still don't think it's actually gonna happen oh okay <laughs> they've been releasing singles after single after single mm-hmm. but it's not gonna happen okay we got, if we have three singles and no album announcement it's not happening I'm well sorry. three singles <laughs> last year and then those two songs for kyle like i think the year prior sure. i think it was so i mean they've been and releasing still, music still no release or discussion of a full length it's it's not happening this year we'll see <laughs> and we'll if see. it does we'll i'm scared <laughs> adam what's your last anti-pick i'm gonna just go with what we're all thinking if uh this band is gonna release a new album it will be heavily scrutinized oh boy don't say um, it but that would be paramore mm. getting back getting the band back together i, I think there might even about that too wasn't there even going to be one of the brothers in the band again? Maybe well, one even... of the brothers is back. Is the one who's not public facing? Josh, I think, is the one that's public facing who created his own fucking band and like nobody cared. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so Zach it, is uh, back in the band. He's the drummer, okay. I think. Okay. So yeah, even even if Josh Farrow like surprised us all and was like, "I'm back, baby." Um, Everyone's favorite think... member of Paramore, Josh Farrow, is back. <laughs> um. 
I don't think it's going to be good. I Ooh. think we've got too much, too much of that solo album stank going on. Um, you know, after laughter was was good for what it was. Again, I've always said that. What's his name for me? Without you, save that album. I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking this one is just going to be. I mean, even though they're saying like, oh, it's going to be more guitar driven and blah blah blah, it's like, no, it's not going to be very good. <laughs> That's okay. This band's heyday is long behind them, and I will accept their mediocre album that comes out this year. Um, but yeah, the, the anti-hype train is hardcore for Paramore for me mm. this year. I I am on. I'm not quite there with you. Like I I I think there's a he, high possibility that you and I will not enjoy the new Paramore album. I mean, like, what the fuck do they care, right? But like, <laughs> I, 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 but like, not not in like a way it's like, oh, it's going to suck. But I think it might like just kind of be a little too outside of out like what genre that we enjoy listening to. It might be a little too experimental. It might be a little too like, you know, leaning one way than, you know, than the other. Like you said, after laughter, there's a lot of great songs on there, but there's also a lot of like, okay these songs are okay you know mm-hmm. you know the, the self-title from 2013 was you know the same way um but uh yeah this could go this could go either way i don't see this either being like i don't see this being a mediocre album i see this being either like some of their best work or like completely forgettable so mm. i don't know so you're just kind of more on the forgettable side i'm, I'm more on the forgettable side at this point mm. so but we will see i'm hoping for the best man i you know i say what you want about some of Paramore's albums and their, you know, the, the, the direction that they take, they, they've taken as a band, but like Haley Williams is a talented singer, talented songwriter. And, you know, you may not like, you know, us included, you may not like like the, some of her solo output, but like it's mm-hmm. damn creative at, at the very least. Right. It's, it's, it's got right. like, it's got like, you know, some creativity that I think a lot of like artists like strive for, even though the execution mm-hmm. isn't always the best, but like, you know, you can't deny that she's a great singer. You can't deny that she's as a performer, she's like, uh, you know, fantastic and charismatic mm-hmm. and, you know, got a good head on her shoulders at least too. So, you know, she, so the new Paramore has a lot going for it. All it's missing I, is everyone's favorite member, Josh Farrow. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's where my, my true love is, is there, but I mean, <laughs> you like um, all of but... the Josh Farrow albums <laughs> to be fair, right? <laughs> Um, but I mean, obviously the self-titled and after laughter were like the most experimental of True, the groups. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to have that discussion of, do we want to go more experimental or do we want to go back to what's made us what we are? And I think that's, that's the route they're going to take is the going backwards with this more guitar heavy sound. Mm-hmm. You think and they're going to kind of fit in with all those kind of like, Hey guys, remember emo yeah. type of bands? Mm-hmm. Well, they're, mm. and they're already on this when we were young festival thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It, that's just the title of a festival, though. It's not like, that's, it doesn't mean anything for the bands on there. Tour. Nostalgia huh? tour. It it's is. Insane. I mean, but like, it's fucking brilliant, right? Like, look at that fucking lineup. That's my dream know, fucking lineup. Know. You know who has money? People in their 30s. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's. And you know who liked this type of music? People in their 30s. <laughs> it's the perfect fucking so, scam, dude. It's, it's, it's just going to kind of be a, a hit and miss mm. style, but that's you know, a good point. I'll, like they I'll really like... can just kind of go for that, like nostalgia push of like, Hey everybody, like remember 2005, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I, all I, that, 
all that experimental stuff out of our system. Thank goodness. Now let's make songs <laughs> like, like crush, crush. Yeah. You again. guys remember crush, crush, this that mediocre called... song from 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing compares to a quiet evening alone. Mm, I agree. Haley. <laughs> You know, but okay. like, if if, if Whatever, but if they do go that route though, like you know, and like a lot of bands, legacy bands at this point are doing, like, is that a bad thing? Like they're just catering to their audience, like they're aging along with their their audience is aging along with them, right? And you know, what better way to keep them in your pocket than like just give them what they want? That right. Senses fails doing the fucking thing, same thing. It, it, it makes sense, and maybe you can write good songs with that. That's but... true. They're not going to be good songs. That's oh not. no, Adam! <laughs> I have faith still. Like I'm not quite like I, okay. I think I'm leaning more towards like oh this could be great. Like it's been long enough since After Laughter where I think there's some like good ideas that they probably have been keeping in their pocket. And you know, again, like I said, and I and I mean this, like Haley Williams is incredibly creative and uh, super talented as a singer songwriter. But I don't know. I, I I'm I'm leaning more towards like more positivity on this one. Okay. Well, that, I think that's our list, right? Do you have one more? No, I am good, my friend. It's gonna okay. be an, it's gonna be an exciting year, and I am excited for all of the albums coming out. Um, you know, I, we're just gonna hope for the best, you know, for all of them. And you know, I, I want every album to come out to be great. Um, you know, unlike some albums that have come out like twenty, thirty years ago that aren't great. Um, no, 20 years ago. Yeah. That are great. You want to talk about Curb, Mike? You ready? Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're just joining us, uh, you know, if you, you know, started listening to us because of our end of the year list from a few, a couple months ago, thank you for joining us, by the way. But uh, your boy, Mike, uh, he lost a bet. And uh, having fun. I'm, I'm ha- we're all having fun having here. Right? Good we're all, time. Everybody's having a good time. We're all having a good time here. But the, the, but the stakes of that bet was that Mike would have to go back to the entire discography of Nickelback and review them Relive on it. the show. <laughs> to be, well, um, for, to, for, yeah. full, for full disclosure, the only albums of Nickelback I have listened to are The State, which I learned... Classic a story. Couple, classic, <laughs> classic story. Oh my I God. learned a couple weeks believe. ago was not their first album, it's their second album. And of right. course, I've heard like Silver Side Up because everyone's heard that fucking album if you were alive in 2001. 10 million copies sold worldwide. Fuck oh my, my life. <laughs> Talent does not exist. But um, nope. let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about Curve, which I learned, like I said, a couple weeks ago, is Nickelback's first album. It came out in 1996. This is Ooh. the follow-up to their um, debut EP called Hesher, which a lot of those songs have uh, just, they just kind of like um, either re-recorded or just kind of translated mm-hmm. onto this album here. All yes. right. Where do we so, start? This was Nickelback pretending to be Stone Temple Pilots. Yes, it is a yes. it is a Canadian band pretending to write American grunge music. Yes, it's like and he heard he heard core and was like, "I can do that. We can do that. And yeah, we can do that." Four eh? years later, four years later, I guess they did. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy it's definitely it's the heavy, heaviest yeah. when, when you're heard. thinking of heavy, when you're thinking of nickelback you're not thinking of them like pushing like you know flannels you know on stage <laughs> and stuff like that like this like i'll put my i'll put putting my fucking flannel on listening to some of these fucking songs but um yeah yes. i mean like 
and we're going to be completely fair here and we're not just we're not just jump on the bandwagon of like yeah, fuck nickelback <laughs> like you know come on our own faces of like how much we hate this album <laughs> but like we're gonna do that a little bit later <laughs> i mean technically they were since they're a british columbia band they were really close to seattle so it oh, kind of true. makes sense you're right, right on the other end of the west border. coast vibe i mean it's yeah. just, this does sound like a band that like you know, this does sound like an album that came right out of Seattle too. So, mm-hmm. but um, it's interesting. I had never heard it before myself and knew nothing of what to expect. And I was like, wow, those guitars are crunchy. And then that was, that was about it. But this album <laughs> has one guitar tone. It yep. does not deviate from that one guitar tone for the entire nope. fucking 46 minutes that it's around. And, um, and there's no, there's no dynamics. There's nope. no interesting kind of things there. I'm pretty I sure didn't... like, you know, I've listened to it for a week I, and I can't remember most of it to be fucking <laughs> honest, but like, I'm there's... pretty sure the tempo is exactly the same from track one to track 12. And pretty much. Oh my there, gosh. There, I Go didn't ahead. hate it. I didn't hate it though. At first I didn't, but then I was starting, yeah. you know, as I was going on through the week, I listened to this a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to, we're going to be talking about two Nickelback albums. Um, but, um, uh, you know, as I was going on, I was nitpicking at it more. And, uh, but at least from listen one, there's a song on here called Falls Back On. This song is fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> it's legit one of the worst rock songs I've ever heard. I, I, I know I heard it. I listened to it eight times. Oh, <laughs> see, you can't even remember it. But like, if you put it back on, you'll remember, like, oh, this yes. one. This is the one where it mm-hmm. sounds like kind of psychedelic and like, it's like no, I don't care. I don't care. It's so pretty. Like that song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like the guitars sound like slightly out of key in that song. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this song's bad, dude. And, and they, okay. you can tell they were trying to go for like, like, oh, we're so like edgy and different. But like, mm-hmm. you know. But there's not I, much to say about Curb. Like overall, it, it's just kind of a boring grunge album. It's. It, I gave it a six out of twelve, which is you are probably, very generous, my friend. You are very I, I generous. Think, like tracks two through four, I, I like those songs. Or no, actually, uh, number one as well. Like maybe the first three tracks, I think it was. Yeah, it starts off unassuming. Good. It starts off yeah. like, okay, this is just going to be like, you know, a grunge like, album. Was... That's just kind of like, you know, this this. If you're looking for an album in this genre, so many other bands have like done it way better. You know, but like mm. this is just like a band doing their rendition of like music that they like, right? And, so it's and, like whatever. It obviously, brought back all of my memories from the state and trying and trying and trying to like that album. But then, like you hear a song like those first three tracks, and I was like, well, this is what I wanted them to sound like when I was listening to the state. Mm. So it was like I kind of like enjoyed those first three tracks, and then track nine called "Just Four, uh, I like that one. Mm. That was a pretty good song, and yeah. then I don't have. I, th- I thought it was kind of a cool closer there at the end, but it was it was still Chad Kroger all the way. Like he does not change his style of singing <laughs> one bit. No, and like you, you know, like take it or leave it. Like with his style of vocals, like he's going to be a little bit more like pop leaning at least in the future. At least mm-hmm. even by Silver Side Up, like he's kind of calmed the graveliness of his voice down was just a tad bit like he's definitely going for like a hard rock like like yeah we're tough guys you know kind of mm-hmm. like tough guys wearing flannel and, and boot cut jeans like you know he, he's definitely <laughs> going for that sound at least on yes. the curb and even in the state but um but you know he, he, he'll evolve slightly you know i can't speak mm-hmm. for anything post like any of the big singles past uh you know silver side up but i don't know i i, I don't think 
I can recommend this at all. Like, oh, there's yeah. so many, there's so much no. better like grunge albums, even grunge oh, albums yeah. that came out. Like I was, I had heard. Frame. If I had heard this in 96, I would have been like, nope, this band's going nowhere. And mm. I would have never guessed in a thousand years they would have turned into like the biggest act in the world. Yeah, just it's, five years it, later. you're right. It's strange hearing this kind of mediocre grunge album <laughs> and being like, what, this was the, really, this band became one of the biggest mm-hmm. bands in the whole fucking world? It's, All right. It's really interesting. But let's talk about The State because you and I both have some stories about this album. Yes. Well, why don't you go ahead and start? Like, you know, because, you know, prior, like I said, prior to this deep dive that I'm being mm-hmm. forced against my will to do, um, that I, I, th- I thought this was their first album. So like, yeah, me too. Me too. There was no way to find out. Otherwise mm-hmm. there was no looking them up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Even back I sent in, a letter in, to in, like Roadrunner and, or whoever their, the thing is like, Hey, can you let me know if Nickelback has mm-hmm. albums prior to the state? They never answered me back. I don't know. No way to find out. So my first introduction, June of 2000, which obviously this album had been out for a couple of years at that point. Yes. Did you listen to the re-release? I must have. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I bought it used. I, I didn't get the original artwork. I got the, the one with the little boy, the, right? The little boy. I yeah. That's the one I have. Like a different artwork thing. Um, so yeah, June of 2002, San Diego state university, Nickelback, seven dust and Creed, Ooh. like the most epitome moment of my young adult musical life i was just all about creed at that time and had never heard of this nickelback band and they came out and chad kroger looked exactly the same way that he does now uh, <laughs> with poodle hair he's ageless and, and i just remember that the drummer had like two snare drums um because because we were like right there on the fence like with front row obviously um and i was just like why did he had like a little tiny snare drum as well as a real snare drum and i was just like very like what the fuck is going on because i just barely started learning drums at that point um and then we watched the set i don't like the set wasn't memorable to me but my friend chris who i went to the show with um like right after the set he said that band was pretty good i liked them I mean, and yeah, then right how, then, how could you have known, right? You've never heard right. that band before. And like, and, and yeah. if you heard them in the live setting, like that grunge sound, like, of course mm-hmm. you'd be like, yeah, that was pretty good. Like that was interesting. And, and like, you know, for me hearing bands and albums for the first time, nothing, nothing sticks. And I, I just kept the name of the band in my head, like Nickelback. Like I, and I was working at a coffee shop. There was all these, these people that I worked with who were my age, who were into all this underground music, music that I had nerds. never heard of before. And I was just like, I want to be into a band that nobody's ever heard of before. And I was like, this is my ticket right here. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go find this band and I'm going to listen to them and get into them. And then I'll finally have something to add to these conversations you'll with have, my, you'll have credibility <laughs> to my fellow teens and tweens that I work with at this coffee shop. I'm, I'm 19 years old. So it was like, I should be a part of this. Um, but those guys were listening to like skater punk kind of stuff like MXPX mm-hmm. and, uh, gutter mouth and things like that so nickelback was not that scene mm-hmm. <laughs> but that wasn't, that so, wasn't part of the warp tour crowd right <laughs> no <laughs> so i i found this album i think it was used i put it on and i'm just like i'm gonna like this album and like yeah there's guitars and there's vocals and there's other there's drums on here and like i listened <laughs> to it snares. so much i'm like yeah leader of men that's a really good song oh my god that song's so terrible that, that song was like the bad dude <laughs> that was like it's a breakout song, song too 
I know. Like that, but that was like their breakout song for them uh, for, for all they were at that time. And I was like, Oh, old enough. L- listen to this intro here. Like, Oh, this is so fucking cool, man. It's so edgy. And like, I just, I tried so hard to like this and tell people about it. And I tried to get Cameron into them and he's like, yeah, Nickelback. Woo. And <laughs> they're, they're like a new creed, man. And like, I just, I listened and listened. And finally, like, I just, I, it wasn't until late 2001 that I finally gave up on this artist altogether, but I'll talk more about silver side up next week when you mm. talk about them. But yeah, this was, this was in the constant rotation before I got into grunge music. So I was listening to this and, and the Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20 and like all those like 2000 bands of, of my darkness years. And I'm just like, and then I, I didn't realize later, like, no, idiot, it was just a bad album. That's why you weren't connecting to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would still tell people, even that's after Silver like, Side Up. The fucking, like, uh, what do you call it? Stockholm Syndrome of, like, especially right. back in the day when you had to, like, buy albums and they were, like, 20, 25 bucks. <laughs> like, you I'm had sure. to like that album, bro. Right. And so uh, even after Silver Side came up, I was like, no, man, The State is a much better album than Silver Side so Up. Much more just got, heavy. Yeah, like they, they were better back in the day. And then you listen to The State and you're like, no, there's there's garbage upon garbage here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I always remember that line that I posted from Not Leaving Yet, which I think probably has the best chorus of the entire album. But like, don't use grandfather as the bait (laughs) (laughs) you know no one has ever accused chad kroger of being a good songwriter and a great lyricist we'll get to that in future albums but i I remember hearing that line over and over again not understanding what he was saying like is he saying masturbate like no he can't be saying that right now (laughs) so it wasn't until some time later that i realized he was saying don't use grandfather as the bait like oh, what who wrote who writes that and like yeah fucking that's genius it. right there. that's 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 going in <laughs> oh lord so what was so your story with the state five years after it came out <laughs> yes so i could have sworn i've shared this story with you but apparently i didn't or maybe we just I, don't I, remember or maybe i made I, an offhand comment about it and <laughs> not a full story so maybe. um this is 2003 2004 something like that i'm still living with my parents at this point and you said um, it was christmas 2000 it's christmas yeah so christmas 2003 to christmas 2004 it was something like that i was still um in high school this was you know a couple of years into me like you know checking out new and interesting bands the warp tour scene you know checking out the used of discovering the used you know there's inklings of this band called my chemical romance like it's gonna you know it's gonna you know it's Mm -hmm. it's gonna take over the world (laughs) one day um so you know my dad i guess happens to notice that like oh this my son who i've struggled to bond with my entire life and will continue to bond continue to struggle as i as i devolve (laughs) as a human being anyway Uh, like i'm gonna make an attempt to bond with him right and like i'm gonna be fair here bless his heart he tried right he tried he was 17 years old he knew that nickelback was a band right and to be fair if he was doing research what's one of the biggest rock bands in the world right now oh nickelback right 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 so obviously like he was gonna get you 
he was going to get you the underground. Yeah. Album. See, like, so like I said, <laughs> bless his heart. He tried. So Christmas time comes. I can't remember which year it was. It was either 2003 or 2004. Cause I remember I was still in high school. It had to be 2004 though. But, um, so I opened a, I, 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 I pick a gift from the tree Christmas morning. Um, my sister had picked one up too. Like and it was, a, it was also a CD. It was, it was, it was, um, labeled as hers. She, she opened it up. Oh, it was the Spider-Man soundtrack, which had some Ooh. great songs on there. You know, so it's like, right. oh, cool, good, for, good for you, sister. And like, cause she liked that movie. So, um, so I pick up a CD too, and I open it up, and I'm thinking like, oh, it's gonna be like a soundtrack for something else or something. I open it up, and I, I open up the top left corner, right? Scorpion. Luckily, it was on the right side. You, you, you were so, hoping for Scorpion King, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that already. That was like a birthday present, oh, okay. like a year before or whatever. The year that movie <laughs> came out, cause like you know, like I liked wrestling back in the day. So anyway, there's a lot of layers to this. So I open like the top left corner, right? And I luckily I had it on the right side. I see it. it's oh, all no. fucking nickelback. So like I'm oh, doing that thing. You see the N. You see the N right away, right? No, I see nickel. I'm like, oh fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> so like I'm doing that thing, right? Where you're where you're as a kid and you're being you're being polite. You don't want you don't want to like disappoint somebody who gave you like a gift that you don't like, right? So like in my head, I'm like whoa this is their <laughs> this is their heavy first album right and my whoa. dad like he gave me that fucking look right he gave me that look like fucking mm-hmm. nailed it dude i fucking dude. nailed it best my underground dad ever <laughs> i can see where my son's haircuts are going oh I yeah know and my fucking doing. hair like I know, I know i just woke up and stuff but like you know i had my hair combed and stuff but like my hair swoopy emo boy right swoopy <laughs> emo boy i look like it just got done you know coming from a, a filming of a census fail music video in the crowd or whatever like so imagine the swoopy emo boy opening a nickelback cd mm, you know yeah. what i think is the first nickelback cd on christmas morning and i'm giving mm-hmm. i'm giving that shit eating shit eating grin to my dad like oh man this is their heavy first album. Mm-hmm. and he's looking at me like fuck yeah dude <laughs> Had you heard anything from this album? No, nothing from this Never. Al- album okay. at all. Like you know, because I had I had heard Silver Side Up. Uh, that was a Javier album uh, that yes. I borrowed from my friend in chemistry class. And like you said, ha- Javier, not heavier. Well, right, Javier. Right. <laughs> this is the state is heavier. <laughs> Silver Side Up is Javier. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I borrowed that from a friend back in two thousand and one uh, from chemistry class. Uh, so yeah. I listened to that. Wasn't. 100% of fans. So I was like, okay, well, I guess Nickelback's not for me. And then like, right. I, I must have still had that burn CD in my fucking like CD binder. So he must have like gone through it and saw that I had that already. So he must have like, I, like I said, bless his heart. He did the research. This is the most work he's ever done into like getting me to like something, right? <laughs> but like, yeah. So like, again, he he's, he's, he's looking at me like, fuck yeah, dude, I did it. But um, I don't know. That was, that's my story. That's so funny. <laughs> and then, and then when you listen to it, like, is this your first time like listening to it? So now? I didn't listen to that that same day. You know, I was doing okay. other Christmas things. Like I was, you know, playing a game that I think I got, or I was just doing Christmas shit or, you know, calling my friends and wishing them happy, you know, Merry Christmas. So I could listen to it like that weekend or something like that. And, you know, and at that point I had my car. So like, mm. I, was, I was listening to the car. I think it was, I think I was on my way to work and I, and I remember like, I didn't finish it. But then I went on my lunch break and went back to my car to continue listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I felt nothing, dude. And re-listening to it now, like 20, 22 years later, like, oh, I'm right. I was right the first time. This album is a whole right. lot of nothing. 
A whole lot of nothing. Like I tried, I know, I, I know I tried so hard and listened to it so many times. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I love this. I'm going to love it. And I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. And there's I, not I, like, again, I'm, and I'm trying to be fair here. That's the, that's the stakes here. And even if it wasn't the stakes, if I went into this in my own accord, listening to Nickelback, I would have been as fair as possible. The, lyrically, it's not about anything. Musically, oh. this stuff has been done better by yep. less talented bands <laughs> if, I'm, if i'm being fair here like the like the songs don't stick with you the choruses aren't strong like no nope. even like the it's guitar solos like the few guitar solos there is it's like they're these well, aren't good guitar solos they, they're just they, kind of from from what i was reading they just kind of lucked out that some some radio executive heard like saw them at a show and there was a lot of people at their show and he thought leader of bend was a great song and so he like really, really like had to twist Roadrunner's arm to sign them because Roadrunner didn't want them, and Roadrunner had no interest in like more mainstream rock music. Um, but this one guy like convinced him of it, and obviously it paid off well for Roadrunner. Interesting, in mm-hmm. but um, yeah, but I I would have dropped this like a fucking bad habit, for lack of a better you know, metaphor. <laughs> the reason why record labels, especially in this era, were signing bands, a lot of the time they don't have much to do about like the creative merit of the band or the music itself. You know, so I imagine they did it because they thought they could sell. And it, I mean, obviously and it worked, right? But like they, they were selling, they, they did pretty well in Canada. Yeah. I guess for the first reissue or the first issue. But seriously, if if my friend Chris had not have said, that band was was good. I like that band. I would have never taken another thought about this band. I probably would have forgotten that they opened for. Cream and little that did you guys know that that producer was actually standing right behind you at that show <laughs> and overheard your friend Chris, and he was like, "Oh, yes. this is what the young people like. The young people like this." <laughs> <laughs> so it was your guys' fault that Nickelback is one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Well, Thanks, Adam the Chris. The reissue came out in March of 2000, so I didn't see them till June of 2000. So it's you know, it's not possible. <laughs> it's absolutely possible, Adam. <laughs> so we'll save all of our Silver Side Up stories. Yes, I have not week. listened to Silver Side Up in many years. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I can confidently say 21 years. I have not listened to this album. So okay. or I guess well, 20, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's bad. It's still really bad. But I was I was worried. Like I listened to it and be like, oh, this isn't as bad as I remembered. Like, nope, it is. It is. I'm gonna be completely fair here. <laughs> How you remind me is a good song. It's a good song. It is and a I liked, good song. I like "Good Times Gone," the closer. That's, That's a pretty, a pretty, good pretty song decent too. song too. But dude, I know I mentioned it on Discord and you sent me a private message. I think we have to do a track by track on this. Yeah. Too. Yeah, of course. I'm so down for that because I have so many stories from that little block of time mm-hmm. from this from is June an of 2000 till till the end of 2001, where this band was like like the only thing I, I one of the only bands I really cared about. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways, and I mean this as a half joke, but like mostly serious. If there's no silver side up, there's no skinny with Mike and Adam. <laughs> That's a frightening a frightening thought to have. Correct. Yes. But like, <laughs> I think we owe it to this album. This is an album <laughs> I checked out of my own accord too. So like, mm-hmm. I think we have to do a track by track and I want to do it like ASAP because I don't want to 
I know you mentioned like privately, like we should wait till episode 400. I'm like, should we? Should we? Or should we just do it as the next episode? Because like I'm here now. We, we might could. as well do it, right? Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. So the, the 397th episode will will be the cringe episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can come up with something you know special to do for 400, but you know we can we have weeks to come up with that, right? So let, let's let's do right. it. I think the next episode should yeah. be silver side up, track by track, with apologies to the audience. You can probably uh, skip it if you want, but like <laughs> I'll timestamp it too. Like you, you could skip the review about I'll time I'll timestamp it. But there's there's the stories. I mean, there's the stories. Uh, yeah, we got lots of stories. Story. And even even into 2002, when I was still seeing them live, at that point, not wanting to, but I still saw them live, uh, and and they played songs from the Long Road, the next album. Um, I guess you know we can talk about more th- more of those when you get to that album. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. The, but again, I tried to wedge this band into being like, oh, this is as good as Creed. This is as good as Matchbox 20 and the Goo Goo Dolls. And some artist hung on for the long term. <laughs> <Others did. laughs> some bands still had creative merit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm trying to be fair here. We're gonna, I'm going to listen to this with, uh, you know, with new ears, with new perspective. I, of course, was not a um, fledgling amateur, uh, music critic, you know, 20 years ago. <laughs> But, uh, right. you know, and I wasn't a musician, you know, 20 years ago either. So, you know, let's uh, let, let's listen to this with new ears and we'll try to be as fair as possible. And let's be honest, How You Remind Me is a banger fucking song. So I'm actually kind of excited to re-listen to that song again in the context right. of this record. So right. we'll do that for uh, next episode. Apologies okay. to the listeners. <laughs> there's another, there's a track called Just Four on Silver Side Up. Mm-hmm. There's a track called Just Four on Curb. Was it the same song? <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> I'm looking at the Silver Side Up Wikipedia page, and that is a re-recording of Just Four, F-O-U-R, oh on Curb. And Just Four, F-O-R, is on Silver Side Up. I'm so confused, but now I have to re-listen to those two tracks. I oh, didn't know God it was damn, we got to go back to Curb? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just for one song. <laughs> but I know I don't like the version on Silver Side Up, because there was only one song on there all right listening to well more okay. nickel back <laughs> in the weeks to come folks and i you know Man. you know and, and again we're kind of we're going to be fair and balanced just like fox news you know and we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about these albums as they are you know we're not gonna we're gonna try our best to keep the the nickelback stank and the craig chad kroger stank out of it but um let's move on now to you know music from the 80s i'm talking about Ooh, some metallica right. baby well, like I, unfortunately, I didn't know Mike was starting his Metallica journey yet. So Pretty I sure I have... said, this is also weeks ago, that I was going to do Nickelback and Metallica at the same time. But that's okay. Okay. I, I, I had forgotten. But yes. So I didn't re-listen to Kill Em All. Mm-hmm, right, the first album. Like you did. I, I, I didn't listen to Kill Em All until about 2017. So I was way out on this album. But uh, Ride the Lightning, I listened to when I first kind of like started deep diving into Metallica uh, in around 2099 when I started learning drums. That mm-hmm. was because Lars was my, uh, my my drum teacher, more or less. I mean, he's uh, a great drummer, and I'll, and I'll get to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, so uh, as far as like, you know, this is still like the last band 
uh, like Adam's big music dump, dump recommendations from uh, you know a year ago, and uh, yes. he has me listening from uh, Kill 'Em All all the way to Reload in 1997. So here we yes. are now. We got we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning, starting with their first album, ni- 1983. I was a little sperm in my daddy's balls at that point. Uh, but yes, the, you were. And uh, I was, was a, learning. I was learning how to pee in the potty. There you myself. go. See, we were we, we 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 both had like you know big things on the horizon. <laughs> but Metallica, you know, I imagine these kids were like fucking like nineteen twenty when this came out, right? Man, yeah, I, I think Hetfield was born in sixty four, so he would have been nineteen. 19- Teen. Yeah. Wow. They were they were children. Yeah. They were mere children when this album came out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you know, we'll talk about it as far as like musically goes. This is definitely like a little bit more punk leaning than like the Metallica that I was expecting. Also, I should say that like the only Metallica I've ever had full exposure exposure on is uh, everything mm. from Saint Anger up. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, I thought so you would I have at least heard, heard the Black Album. Oh no, dude! I have not heard wow. anything from Metallica okay. other choice. than when my sister bought Saint Anger for some reason. Okay. So I have exposure to that album a lot. And then I listened to Death Magnetic for some reason. And then while we were doing it on the show, this came out like Hardwired to Self-Destruct came out like in December, November, December or whatever that year. And I was like, oh, oh I'm just going to check it out. And then whatever. <laughs> Very interesting. So obviously they, th- th- this band started in like 81, I believe. Mm. And uh, so and they didn't kind of, they, they did like, uh, bootleg stuff quite a bit and um then kill em all was in 83 and you got your cliff burton on bass uh dave mustaine obviously was in the band before they had to kick him out for drunken related reasons which is mm-hmm. amazing like th- these guys 19 and 20 and hardcore alcoholics already by this point but they had to kick out dave mustaine because he was just too too hardcore into mm-hmm. the drugs and alcohol <laughs> so we were trying to drink then, zima and this guy keeps bringing bud lights you know God, I cannot even believe like doing this math. Like they were all twenty, and Kirk Hammett was twenty-one. Oh gosh! And like because album. they're all hardcore fucking alcoholics, they all look forty too mm-hmm. so, already. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cliff. so well, go ahead. Do you want to say more? Oh no, I was just going to say Cliff was also twenty-one at this time. Yeah. So man, they were just little babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were barely learning to pee in the potty. That's just true. Like yeah. <laughs> Kirk Hammett was a little sperm in his daddy's balls too. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, go, going over here to kill them all, like, you know, you, we mentioned their ages and how young they are, but the way that they play, dude, they've been, it sounds Amazing. like they've been playing like for 30, 40 years. Like wow. Kurt, like, yeah. the, like both Kurt and Hetfield on guitars, dueling guitars, like mm-hmm. this is their first shit and they're already fucking blowing everything out of the water, right? Right. They came out of this like there was like a a new wave of British metal that was coming out in the late seventies and early eighties that mm-hmm. they gravitated towards, and they just like put that with the whole speed metal influence, and it is just chaos upon chaos. And I don't think, I mean, there was other bands doing this in the early eighties, but mm-hmm. I I think they were the most. I don't know. They just became the most popular. Yeah. Sure. And even listening to this, like with, you know, 30 year old ears at this point, uh, close to 30 years of this, uh, almost 40, 40. Yeah, I'm 40. sorry. Fuck 40 album, 40 <laughs> years going on for this fucking album. Like it's there's, and I, and I, and, and I listened to the uh, remaster too. So that probably helps. Um, but, uh, yeah. like it still sounds like there's bands nowadays trying to catch up to, Mm-hmm. this level of musicianship and talent at hand like the way yes. that the the way that they 
bleed all the instruments together and like you use the word chaos and i think that was that's a very apt mm-hmm. description for the musicianship but it's like a controlled chaos it's like they they took chaos and put it in a bottle and like they just they learned how to like sift mm-hmm. through it like it's it's right. it's it's like it's it's almost like it's like a weird sense of musical poetry almost and mm-hmm. and the one thing that like really brings down this sound for me is like the lyrics and the songwriting are okay like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're just oh, i feel yeah. like hetfield's vocals and his lyrics are like just kind of there to set the mood they're not mm-hmm. you know of course they were they were young little alcoholic cool rock stars at that time right they're not going to have anything mm-hmm. interesting yeah. to say at hey, this point get in the car crash everything do what you want fuck everyone yeah like that's all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the enjoyment i got out of this was really from the technical aspect and oh mm-hmm. my gosh like even though these songs are long like four horsemen fucking seven minute song i Ooh, was I fucking so enthralled just listening to the you know like mm-hmm. this one musical part bleeding into this other musical part it sounds like a completely different song but like here we are and it's like right but like that that stuff is so like the way that they weave through that again it's that controlled chaos and it mm-hmm. sounds like everyone's going fucking insane and but if you pay attention to those guitar notes and that and those and those bass lines that are just like dancing up and down the neck and like oh, and, and of course like fucking Cliff, lars Ulrich Cliff's. just like keeping everything together with the drums it's like if if i had listened to this in the 80s in the early 90s fuck mm-hmm. like i can imagine like i i understand like why people are so in love with this band like just from a technical aspect dude man it is intense yeah and yeah of course lars and james they they started it in the garage and then they brought in cliff and cliff had the whole like actual real like musical talent and <laughs> so like all of his stuff was like all classically trained kind of things yeah and he i mean as a basis like, like the, you know prior to you know this heavy metal boom of the 80s like there there's you know for bass players like they're they're kind of pushed into like kind of bluesy jazzy mm-hmm. type of music right right yeah so you know, he brought not much side there's not much for a bassist to do like in a rock band uh, prior mm-hmm. to like bands like you know the the punk wave of the 80s and like metallica being famous as well so they really was well, I, I feel like they were one of the bands that like took bass um guitar and like turned oh, yeah. it into like a forefront right and that's why after cliff you know dies uh it was such a huge emotional loss because mm-hmm. especially when you get into master of puppets like that's obviously where he he shines greatly um and you'll get there nice but, uh yeah it's it's cool I, I i look forward now to re-listening to this one and i always thought that you know seek and destroy was a cool song that's the only one that i can kind of remember off the top of my head right now um but yeah it's 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 such a a moment in time yeah <laughs> for that. so i wonder um, like going forward now because we'll get into ride the lightning in just a bit but like going forward like i i what i really want from this band because i imagine especially me going into their discography up until um, fuck reload. Right. Uh, that um, yeah. is this, is going to be a little bit more of the same. Cause I'm like, I'm super impressed by this debut album, oh, yeah. like from well, a technical yeah, they're, standpoint. They're, they're a speed metal band more or less up until uh, I think the black album, like that was the huge shift. And that's mm. why everybody like them <laughs> turned, turned on them. Cause yeah. I mean, you'll get to end justice for all when like, 
the production is just god awful. But Ooh, like fun. But but they keep the style and just become better songwriters over the course okay. of time. Because um, that's what I'm I, hoping for. I'm hoping that the lyricism and the songwriting is a little bit better mm-hmm. going forward, which brings us <sighs> down to like ride the lightning. It's hard, it's hard to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which but, again is you know this is this is a year on. They're just I think they're right. you know writing the writing the 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 fame at this point and they're just kind of pushing out another album which is which is common right. at the time right a, 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 a year turnaround is a bit common yeah. from the 80s but you know it's again it's that fucking technical aspect it's that beautiful weaving of the guitars and the bass and the drums and they're right. all working together and they're so fucking like tight as musicians mm-hmm. um you know and then this is well, the first and- album that i had like you know songs that i recognize from Fru- uh, the bell tolls and Fade to right, black fade and the black for me, like for, for ride the lightning was the first one. Like I had heard the black album and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go backwards. And so I don't know if I heard ride the lightning or injustice for all first, but to hear fight fire with fire, I had like never heard anything like that. Yeah. It's a my great entire fucking life. intro and, track, and, isn't it? And Cameron and I just like fell in love with that track so hard. We were like, whoa, man, this is so fucking cool. And I was like, mom, why weren't I, I remember telling my mom, why weren't you letting me listen to this when I was four? Like I should have been listening to this kind of music. And she was just telling me like, oh, Metallica was like a really scary band back in the day. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, were. like going back to this fucking 40 years later and like yep. how quaint some of this is like, I can imagine like, you know, putting, you know, from the satanic panic of the eighties and stuff or, you know, heavy metal <laughs> right. was like, Oh, it's going to corrupt the kids, which is funny right. because the news stories he was telling that to those, to the fucking boomers ended up doing mm-hmm. to the boomers, what they thought music was going to do to us. But uh. I know. Well, and for me, like, like becoming a song writer and him, Cameron and I being in the band and Metallica being such a huge part of that, like, like th- this, like I only focused on like the song writing structure of this one as well as the the drum elements so like all, all of the dynamics like talk about dynamics like this band is all is really yeah cool that's all that. this i mean and, not all but like that's what this band is so good at is like those mm-hmm. dynamics and those transitions and like bleeding one part one segment of the song into like effortlessly into another it's so fucking impressive right and for whom the bell tolls, like Cameron and I would be rocking that one when he was playing bass. And we'd be like, we, we would watch all the live footage of that song and he would try to learn to play it because, you know, the tabs just weren't working. And yeah, it was, it was quite a, a moment for this. I mean, I can't say like, these are great albums. Yeah. Musically, so- technically they are great, but like, I, I can't say like, I enjoy too many of these songs. I yeah. like fight fire with fire and ride the lightning and, um, for whom the bell tolls. Yeah. That, and that's what I'm, first, that's where I'm coming from. At least for these first, first two albums is like, I'm hella impressed 40 years later about the technical aspect of this and how bands mm-hmm. nowadays can't even like, you know, match this level of talent and creativity on a musical sense. But, um, pretty amazing. but, uh, but again, the sum of its parts though, like, some of these songs are a little long in the tooth, not all of them, but like, you know, oh, but, yeah. uh, and, and of course the lyrics and, the, and the singing, like I'm not like the biggest fans of, but, um, mm-hmm. but, but I can still just kind of like vibe out on the musicianship, just have it on in the background. Like some of this is great driving music too. It's just mm-hmm. like, it just gets you in the fucking mood. It wakes you well, up. It gets you in a fucking rocking mood, dude. It's like, and, and that's where the instrumental tracks really shine mm-hmm. right <laughs> and just wait until you listen to orion on master of puppets Ooh, and yeah go into master think, of puppets I, next dude so i think you will be 
happy with that particular track. So no, this is, this is fun to hear because I really thought you would not click with them so much. Um, well, yeah, but, but like I said, you know, the, the, the sum of its parts is like, okay, well, am I going to keep listening to like, you know, ride the lightning and kill them all? Like maybe like if I'm in the mood, like if I just want to have something mm-hmm. on the background, but I'm not going to listen to ride the lightning for it's like lyrical poetry, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. listen to it. Like, cause like, like, Oh, like sleepwalkers by Brian Fallon just fucked me up. I need something to like mellow me <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yes, master of puppets was obviously like a huge, uh, influence for me. I remember early 2001 really de- diving deep into this album and yeah, that, that instrumental track on there, you know, eight minutes long. It is, it is Ooh. wonderful. It is like the best song that they ever did wow. they, for me. Like they'll never reach anything that good after that one, but, Ooh, you know, wow. but it's That's still, it's so heavy, man. I mean, like I would like when you hear damage incorporated the last track on there, like imagining like in my CD player, I, I had master puppets and then well, uh, appetite for destruction right next to each other. So I always knew Metallica was the better band because damage incorporated just ends so fucking hard. And then you, and then you go into welcome to the jungle right after that. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess this is kind of heavy metal. Isn't yeah, it? They're no, doing no. two different things though, you know? <laughs> And knowing that like those albums were one year apart from each other and sounded so different. <laughs> yeah. The, like both of those bands were pushed in the early nineties as like being like the biggest bands in the world, obviously. Um, like that, that was a really fun thing to determine about which band might've been better, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I do have to say so, too, also, you know, closing out at least my Metallica thoughts for this week is that going into, you know, the first album, you know, I always had this perception of Metallica um, growing up as like, oh, well, I mean, I'm sure it was good for its time, you know, because I heard like singles and stuff like, oh, I mean, like they're great guitarists, right? But like, I'm sure people just like them because that's all they had, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that might be partially true, but also going back to their music now with all the music that I've absorbed through my life, all my like varying thoughts on like music structure and like music tone mm-hmm. and atmosphere and stuff, like, if you're looking for like a an album with great musicianship that holds up, holy shit, does this does this does this shit hold up, dude? Like it holds up on that aspect alone. So like Definitely. I so now I'm starting to understand like why this band has such a legacy. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it might like I said, it might have something to do with the fact that like this is like the only thing of its kind back in the day. So a lot of people like just kind of was <sighs> na- were naturally yeah. drawn to it. But um, right, there were a lot of underground bands, but this, but they, but Metallica after fade to black came out like and right. And um, for whom the bell tolls, like they jumped away from all. Of oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. Bands that sounded like this. So uh, yeah, but, but yeah, they're, they're all just like underground bands, you know, we've never really heard of. Yeah. From the so people who hold like that, that, um, that nostalgia and acclaim for Metallica, whether, you know, cause they were teenagers in the eighties or whatever the case may be like, bro, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. And so it'll be fun to see the evolution into the late nineties yeah. over the course of time here. So what are you going to listen to this week? Master of Puppets and, Master and Justice Puppets for All? And, no, just Master of Puppets and um, okay. Silver Side Up by Nickelback, okay. unfortunately. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justice for All is its own bizarre beast of an album. Oh, is that right? So yeah, that, that one's... 
that one's tough. I have a hard time with that one, but mm, we'll okay. So, I mean, this next week now is, uh, you know, we've got this this coming Friday. We've got some big, a uh, couple of big albums coming out. We've got Dead American with New Nostalgia. We've yes. got Franklin Turnerland with FTHC. Yes. Uh, anything Ooh. else that I might be missing that I'm, you know, that um, you're excited for, my friend? Earthling comes out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just talked about that. Yeah, Eddie Vedder. And there's a four. There's a fourth one. I don't have my list in front of me right now. Okay, but there's another one. I know there's four albums. Okay, yeah. So we are, we are like in the midst of the February fucking music dump. Fuck you, it's February. I'm, I'm starting. I'm, start, I'm starting to call it, but uh, but I got to catch up on uh, some as it is. Uh, you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk about all this great music, and uh, you know. Unfortunately, we're going to be I'll doing be. a track by track by, of a silver side up. So, you know, we'll get to track by tracks of albums that you guys might want to hear <laughs> in the weeks to come. So I'm excited to, right. uh, you know, get into uh, 2022, man, starting hard. And I'm, and I hope, you know, like, like we mentioned in the main topic, I hope none of these albums disappoint us. Right. Oh, that's what it is. I'm going to be listening to the slash and miles Kennedy. Ah, very cool. That comes out on february 11th it's called four you got so a busy february one. 11th my friend i know so we'll see what we think of as it is as the week progresses mm. that'll be that'll be kind of fun i'm excited too well folks i mean that'll do it for this week's episode you know we have a discord channel in the link below and right now we are doing something fun where uh, we are sharing our top 12 albums of all time over in the channel that we called Bioe Al Swally, where we kind of do like album recommendations over there. But, uh, you know, we were doing like as a, as a monthly thing where everybody shares their number 12 and then their number 11, like through the month. So we're on to number 11 right now. Uh, so we would like to invite anybody else who might want to join us over at Discord. We have a great time over there and we'd like to invite other listeners who want to chat with us and chat with our fun uh, audience as well. Uh, we have, like I said, we have, we have a great crew down there and we, we want to invite other great fun people as well um what else we uh, are going to be doing i guess i guess we're doing a super bowl episode sometime soon we'll probably have to record a track by track prior to that and i'll just kind of splice them in yeah yeah well i'm sure you know next week we can we can do silver side up the day before the super bowl if you are available yeah let's let's shoot for that and then if you know and then i'll, I'll bring i'll bring over our equipment and we can do like a little little yearly super bowl special and then we'll just kind of splice them together <laughs> into one episode okay so that Sounds that'll be good, fun. Man. So uh, so yeah, stay tuned to the skinny folks. We've like you know we like we mentioned, it's going to be a busy year. So I imagine we're going to be doing a lot, a track by track, album breakdowns uh, for this week. You know, I, I'm looking at February right now, and I'm like, oh man, I I I hope February turns out to be like, I want to do a track by track for every single one, but we don't have the fucking time. So you know, so right. fingers crossed <laughs> on that one, and uh, that'll do it for uh this week for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and you know like we mention every single time that we listen to an album that we're super hyped on but like it comes out and it's just like oh thanks tiny moving parts i guess <laughs> <laughs> like meh Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> tiny meh parts <laughs> tiny move meh parts i don't know i i I don't know, man. We've been a long time since the last one, so they're ready to they're ready to knock us out. Oh, I, I hope so, man. Day seek. <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs>